wind whips in the blasted, ruined landscape of the place apart. As Medeus and Azazel walk through the howling land, they approach a large cairn of black rock and grotesque, gigantic viscera. This twitching, foul place appears to perhaps be the dwelling of someone, as green and black smoke can be seen rising from a small chimney pipe, and a tattered curtain shifts in the wind, hung above at a dark entryway into the strange structure. This is a bad idea. We have other avenues we can still pursue. Your strategy and resources have failed us, and my patience is long since spent. It's time we return to a more direct approach, and the exile is a master of their craft. Azazel, in her dark black suit, steps forward and calls out to the shadowed doorway. I would speak to the curse master, Beelzebub, lord of grim and unnatural appetites. There is a long, pregnant pause. Maybe they're asleep. Get out here, you fucking hermit! Appearing suddenly, standing in front of Azazel, and clearly without having emerged physically from the Barrow Mound, is a tall, warped figure with inhuman posture and exaggerated proportions to their limbs, clutching a staff of rotting, twisted wood. A pair of red eyes peer from beneath a hood that shrouds both face and an oddly craning neck. Hazazel, you've come to see me after so long. To what do I owe the pleasure? We need your help to retrieve Leviathan's traitorous spawn. He's in possession of a fragment of the Divine Spark. Yes, I'm aware. Leviathan's wailings reach even my ears. All the way out here. Alone. But I'm afraid I have no interest in pursuing this anomaly at present. My old enemy, the Morrigan, has returned. And I'm afraid she demands my full attention. What about our oldest enemy? Don't you care about dealing with her? <laughs> Several hands make pensive, thoughtful gestures as if working out a math puzzle and scritch at the tattered cloth shrouding this figure. Aiden. Yes. I saw recently. She was distressed. However, I do not share your particular obsession with our older sister. I'm sorry, Azazel, but I will not lend out my creations to be hurled at the first light, like sacrificial kindling. Your errand is foolish. Listen, you creepy little shit. I... And Azazel goes to grab at Beelzebub's cloak. But as soon as her hand grips the material, it begins to disintegrate into shreds. And Beelz is gone. Their voice echoes on the wind. 
Leave me alone. I must continue my work. Azazel screams in frustration, and lightning strikes down, engulfing her and Asmodeus. Another bolt appears elsewhere in the place apart, and Azazel begins hurling massive stones into the air, venting her rage upon them. Asmodeus shakes his head. So, can we get back to working my plan? No! I'm not letting that creepy worm off the hook yet. He just needs some encouraging. Do you have a plan then? <laughs> strategy, brother. Aggressive strategy. full of wonders. Magic is hidden in small moments. And monsters could be hiding just out of sight. But if you're looking to find them, adventure is waiting to happen. You never know who you'll meet along the way. We are the Storyteller Squad. Hello, adventurers. Welcome back to the Storyteller Squad. Thanks for joining us for more Monster of the Week. Before we begin, let's check in with our heroes. One would think, after all these years of wanting to go to Carnival, that'd be a blast, but now nah, it's just business. I'm Hugo Rashad. Hugo, that, <laughs> you hurt me. You hurt me all the time. <laughs> I'm Agent Whitaker, and looks like it's time for some good old-fashioned agenting. All I have to do is walk up to that teenager over there and tell her that we met on the internet and that it's totally not weird. This is fine and normal. Oh boy, I'm Raven Eugenia. So we've made it to a carnival, but I can't go on any of the rides because we're focused on helping a stranger. Ah, what have I gotten myself into? I'm Damien Angelo Edgecrest. Hi. I'm Maddie. No, wait, <laughs> I'm Quinn. <laughs> and I'm high on cold medicine. <laughs> this is Felicity Starnbrook. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> I want to recycle one of Raven's old intros. All coherent thought has just left my brain. <laughs> Do it. That's a good one. Oh, boy. Um, I just did a whole prologue, so I don't have an intro. I'm Aiden Brightwood. Let's have an adventure. Last time, our heroes discussed with their friend Aiden that they were worried about her and her dwindling powers. There were discussions about potential ways to remedy that situation, but they also agreed they needed to keep moving. And so, thanks to a tip from someone on Raven's blog, The Grimoire, um, actually, 
a fairly prevalent user, mentioned a missing persons case in Pecatonica, Illinois. And it just so happened that Damien's old friend, Ellie Hicks, was headed there for the Winnebago County Fair. Seizing the coincidence, our heroes headed that way, allowing Ray to attempt a semblance of normalcy and work the fair with Brad and Ellie, while the rest of the hunters set about looking into the missing case of Cassie Mayer, a local high school student who disappeared a few days before the fair and who actually had pieced together could be related to a series of disappearances that have been going on around fair time for the past few years. Once they arrived, the hunters split up into pairs and began to question the locals and attendees of the fair as to details on the case and the persons involved. Felicity and Raven perceived that some of the carnival folk are indeed supernatural, as they met James the Seder working one of the rides. Aiden and Whitaker questioned a local 4-H troop leader about Cassie. They were told that she was an upright student, an all-around straight-edge kind of person, and that her community is very worried about her having gone missing, but that there have been no leads since seeing her last a couple nights before the fair officially opened. Damien and Hugo explored some of the more colorful carnival attractions <laughs> and went through the traveling menagerie of Dr. Leveland Loveland, PhD, a house of mysteries and odd attractions, which seemed to mostly be a facade. However, one particular exhibit within the menagerie, struck them as a little too real to be faked. And then they went to get lunch and discovered that Um actually works at one of the fair food stands and now have at least a way to approach them and talk should they feel it's necessary to engage with this online purveyor of the supernatural. And that's where we left off. You guys said you all wanted to congregate at the food area and share what you've learned with each other and come up with a sort of plan for the rest of the afternoon. I believe Hugo was having a meal with James after having picked up food. Yes, that's correct. You guys had sat down to eat with James <laughs> after having a bit of a, a, a weird encounter with him <laughs> earlier. If you want that entire interview and conversation can happen in the background while everyone else does the stuff that matters. We can we can pick up with you talking to James. What do you ask him? He's like digging into the pork sandwich you ordered for him. So he's happy to like mumble some answers as you pry him for information. Insert random questions about the history of the fair and what it's like being Carney here. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's mostly just to distract him and so. Gotcha. Okay. He tells you that he's part of the circuit that does the fair here, but then travels to another county and does that fair in three weeks and then on and on and on throughout the whole summer. And he's been doing that since he was young 20s. He's just sort of ingrained in a particular group that does this, like I said, route together. Also, for our listeners, it's been three weeks since we recorded. And in that time, I worked on a very intense project related to this podcast, which may be a, a secret for now. But uh, if I'm a little forgetful, that's why. Had you guys revealed that you like knew he was supernatural? Specifically, Hugo and Damien. Hugo and Damien don't know. 
Okay, so you were just talking to this carny to talk to a carny. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. Then yeah, that's all he would say, I guess. You had followed him because he had whispered to Dr. Loveland earlier. And to get away from the cops. Right. <laughs> the uh, security on motorbikes. <laughs> so Damien has been sending selfies to the group chat, which at first glance, a person would just say, okay, I guess he's sending selfies. But he's doing it strategically to show the group, oh, hey, Hugo's talking with this guy. Hey, this is the person who's working at this food truck in case you wanted to go speak with them because I recognized them from our earlier investigations. So keeping everyone up to date. I like that. It's sort of framing them with like a peace sign so their face is between your two fingers every time or like pointing, but sort of making a little photo frame around them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's cute. There's one of the squonk, too. Does Loveland allow photos? Or do you just send a picture from when you went through? Yeah, if I can retcon a quick pic, I feel like I probably wouldn't be able to pull off a full selfie. I feel like that's a no cameras allowed zone. Yeah, it's pretty dark in there. So, like, it's not a great photo, but you can have, like, a small backlit outline of the squonk that you send as a picture. It's just blurry. It's like half in his pocket. Yeah. Thumbs partially in the way. <laughs> What is that? Did you mean to send this one? 100%. What are our other hunters doing then? Meeting up for lunch, perhaps? Yeah, I believe there was a plan to meet back at the trailer. And I think once we see that Damien and Hugo are talking to James and all that, I think we'll change the plan to everyone reconvene in like the food area. And maybe like get a table near Hugo and Damien so we're not like immediately interrupting while he finishes up with James. Yeah, you can like sit somewhere where you can at least make eye contact and like a little yeah. wave or something, some hand signals if you want. That's fine. Like I said, this area is just like a bunch of picnic tables at the end of the fairway that is lined on both sides with food trucks or stands. Some are selling like it's an all cotton candy place or like a popcorn and lemonade stand uh, or like Felicity goes to the all cotton candy place. <laughs> okay. I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah, sure. You can get some cotton candy. I'm getting cotton candy. What Describe color is it? The vendor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are they supernatural? My cotton candy is obviously pink. Mm hmm. Best flavor. Pink. Of course. <laughs> Does it just look like Felicity's hair when she holds <gasps> it up next to herself? <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> but like pink, just like the same style of like holding it in front of her head. Like what? <laughs> All right. Pulling out the sketchbook. <laughs> this is my in-game <laughs> excuse for acting like I'm on cold medicine. I'm just going to be sugar high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Felicity eats an entire like large cotton candy before any of us can be like, hey, maybe cool it on the sugar. Mm -hmm. Yep. Everyone else gets like a protein that's like maybe deep fried, but it's at least like carbs and protein. My whole lunch is fried dough, cotton candy, and sugary lemonade. <laughs> What'd you have for lunch, Felicity? <laughs> cotton candy. Oh God, that's so Felicity. <laughs> Beautiful. Don't go on any rides right after this, please. <laughs> yep. This is just a question. Funnel cake or elephant ear? Elephant ear. Actually, what would be available at this fair? Isn't it like a regional thing? 
Would they have both? From what I remember, the last last time I went, they had both. But for the longest time, it was only the elephant ear sword. Okay. Of course, elephant ear. You gotta hold all that powdered sugar somewhere. You get funnel cake, it just falls right through. Mm hmm. But yeah, you guys grab some food. Whitaker and Aiden, you guys can arrive a little bit later. Are you gonna sit with Felicity and Raven or get another separate table? Uh, Whitaker will sit with them to share information and all that. Sure. Whitaker is not having carnival food. Disgusting. Whitaker packed a, a turkey sandwich <laughs> from home. That is correct. <laughs> Some carrot sticks. <laughs> He's got a salad and a Tupperware and is judging all of us. <laughs> I love it. Aiden comes over and like, she doesn't need a lot of food, but she buys like one deep fried Oreo and cuts it in half and offers you just half of it, Whitaker. <laughs> uh, he accepts begrudgingly. <laughs> it won't kill you. <laughs> it might. <laughs> <laughs> might. He has a history of uh, heart disease in his family. <laughs> no, Whitaker works out and eats healthy all the time. He doesn't have heart disease. He have half of a fried Oreo. He, he looks at it like so confused, like, this is so fucking American. Why would you do this? I know he's aged supernaturally, but he could age gracefully supernaturally. <laughs> he's doing his best. He's trying his best. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you recently quit smoking. That'll help your heart a bunch. <laughs> Can I ask a, a random question? I know you just said that Aiden doesn't need a lot of food, but do we notice if Aiden actually gets like food for sustenance or is she eating to keep up appearances? Like, can we tell if Aiden's hungry? Yeah, do you need to eat, eat? Aiden supports the local economy. Because I feel like we're used to her eating a little bit just when everyone else is eating. But right. since we're like, she sleeps now, like all of this stuff is happening. I feel like it's not that weird to be like, does she need this food? <laughs> yeah. I honestly actually have thought about this. Like, do I need to make Aiden eat? And it's like, maybe. I don't think it's that important. Okay. The sleeping... And like her armor disappearing and her teleport being out of whack. Those all to me are much more like interesting narrative things than like, mm -hmm. yeah, she has to eat a sandwich now and again now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think before we wouldn't have noticed it. But now that we're like super tuned in mm -hmm. to all of these changes, I think now we're going to be noticing like, did Aiden just go to the bathroom? Like all these little tiny things <laughs> like, wait a minute. We don't track when any of the other hunters use the restroom. So it's no. like. <laughs> but it's weird if Aiden does. <laughs> I think we would notice. But yeah, that's just something that I think Raven would be clocking if anything is up. And like, I never had considered either before when she ate food just to eat it. If she had to use the restroom or if her like angelic internal physiology burned it away or something. I don't know how angels work <laughs> on every level. <laughs> as long as we don't, and I'm going to show my age here, as long as we don't canonize it like the Twilight vampires where they have to throw it up afterwards because it doesn't go anywhere, we're fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. No, fuck that. <laughs> it just magically disappears. She never needs to eat. Just to be as far from that canon as possible. <laughs> I'm sorry I brought it up. <laughs> All right. Just because you mentioned she got some food, I was really curious. She, Yeah, she gets the Oreo to share with Whitaker and like maybe a hot dog just because it's fair food. When else are you going to get some? So you guys all sit down and you catch everyone up on like the details that you found out from your different sources. But then what do you guys decide to do next? Hey guys, have you tried the fried dough? I'm living, I'm living for this. This is the greatest elephant ear. This is the best thing I've ever had in my whole life right now. Felicity, please drink some water. 
Ghosty and Tom walk by the table, leaving like powdered sugar footprints. Oh. <laughs> That's cute. Because anytime Felicity takes a bite of the elephant ear, she blows a bunch of powdered sugar all over the spirits. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cute. I kind of want to try and see if there's any of those like carnival game stands within iShot. One of the ones where you have to like use the hammer to hit the thing or like some kind of physical mm-hmm. activity. And I want to point Felicity in the direction of it. Like, hey, why don't you go try that one for a little bit? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like hands her some tickets or whatever. And, like go get some of that energy out. <laughs> yeah, there's like, you know, like a carnival whack-a-mole type of thing. <laughs> yeah, just something that'll, like, help her channel that energy somewhere. That's, like, nearby so we can keep an eye out. Yeah. I'm gonna go play games! Goodbye! Uh, yes. Go ahead, let's just do that and get that out of the way. <laughs> Amazing. Do I roll for this? What What am I rolling? Hmm. This would be act under pressure, and I'll give you a plus one because you're intensely focused. <laughs> um, all right. Uh... <laughs> Five. <laughs> <laughs> That's appropriate. Just hitting everything. <laughs> um, At that point, you hit the poor guy running the thing. No, so, well, what it is, right, is... <laughs> and I have a plus two in everything. There, there's, like, the sequence of Felicity, like, taking the tickets, thanking Raven, and going over to, like, that area to, like, play that game. And then handing the ticket over, and then like there's an anime thing of like, ha 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 ha, like hitting every single one. But then we cut to reality, and it's just Felicity <laughs> sort of like vibrating, holding the thing in the air, and like eyes twitching, and like not able to like follow when the things come up or drop down. <laughs> just like motionless above the thing. Wait! Having not struck wait. once. <laughs> yes! Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> gonna come back and be like Raven, I won but I didn't get anything <laughs> The game is rigged I feel like we mm-hmm. saw that happen <laughs> just like, oh weird Aiden sits down next to you, Felicity Actually, you won this and hands you a bottle of water <laughs> Nice <laughs> Oh my god Amazing <laughs> I love that I love that for me So good Yeah, Felicity is hydrating and will be a little twitchy, but they're fine. <laughs> okay. What are y'all doing? I believe you said our missing Cassie was last seen cleaning the bleachers. Do you want me to investigate that? Or are there people who were there also helping to clean the bleachers who might have seen something strange? You could assume that there were other people there. And rather, it's like, it's not bleachers, it's like the grandstands that are on one side of a large field and like track area where they have the carriage pulls and like horse shows. And sometimes they'll have like go-kart racing um, or like a monster truck show or something like that. That's within the carnival grounds or is that just nearby? It's like part of the grounds. Cool, you can cool, get cool. to them while, once you're in the fair itself and like have parked your car in a field or two, a street over. Hugo, James, thanks you for the sandwich. And it's just like, don't go harassing anybody else. And uh, those two on the bikes probably won't bug you. Thanks for lunch. He'll get up and go back to his post. Hugo, we're over here. We're all just waving. Yep, just, just going to walk on over. Also, is anyone else doing code names or is that just Miss Sophie and I? Sophie? I'm sorry, you're doing what? 
because we keep getting into trouble when we use our real names. We made up different names. Yeah, we got to use different names and all that. Mike Smith. Mike Smith. Excellent. Very good. Sophie Levine. Lewis Feldman. I don't want to make a big thing out of this because it's not really important, but like, I do need to know. These are really good names. I'm glad you remembered because I could not for the life of me remember Aiden's fake last name. (laughs) (laughs) You mean you don't remember Sophie Dark Forest? Sophie Dark Forest. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It's been three weeks. (laughs) Um, I thought about using a code name, but then I realized the only person I'm here to talk to would know me by my real name and I should probably be pretty upfront with them. So I didn't come up with anything, but those are pretty good code names. I like them. I'll try to remember to use them in front of other people. Only like people were asking questions of them. You don't have to. Total strangers. Speaking of, they're over there. Are you going to talk to her? Oh yeah, no. I was just, I've been trying to figure out how to approach this while also trying not to like stare at her a lot because that's also weird. She's like a child. She's in high school. So I got to figure out how to not freak her out by being a stranger on the internet who suddenly showed up in person to talk to her. So. You could go up to her and just say, hey, I'm investigating the disappearance of Cassie and maybe let her catch on. Yeah, I think I think being as upfront as possible will help. Just don't tell her we stalked her. No. I mean, weren't you going to tell them to meet you somewhere or that you were maybe investigating? So Yeah, but it's going to be kind of a surprise to have a show up today. So I just want to tread lightly. I don't know. I feel like... From what we know about this kid, I trust him. And I feel like we should just, I need to just get it over with and go talk to her. Uh, Raymond's just going to stand up and be like, I'm I'm just going to go take care of this. Go for it. You got this. I believe in you. <laughs> yeah, you head over to the pork check once again. They've got, like I said, like short, messy, dark brown hair. You see they're wearing like a pretty simple oversized t-shirt, but they have like the apron of like the food service place that they're at wrapped around that. Looks like maybe two-day-old eyeliner kind of like smudged (laughs) in the corner of their eye and uh visor that's like keeping some of their bangs out of their face but like there's a lot of long ones just sort of down one side they say uh hi welcome to the park check what what would you like hi your name's max right bold move are they wearing a name tag i forgot to ask yes because i told i told hugo that they had the name tag then he would recognize them from the photo so yes okay that helps so much (laughs) Raven's going to look at it pointedly to make it not weird. She, she's like, uh, yeah, that's me. And like points and stick her on her apron. Raven's just going to go for it. She's going to stick her hand out real friendly and she's like, hi, I'm Raven. We, uh, we talked online recently. Um, just roll charm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Let's just see how this goes. I'm scared. Introducing yourself. The most terrifying thing I've made this group do. (laughs) I don't think you understand how many times I have thought through this moment. And every time I'm like, I can't, I'm overcomplicating things. I need to just, I rolled a 10. Nobody panic. There you go. Okay. Just straight to the point. Super like friendly and open body language. Just going for it. Okay. So they awkwardly at first, like go to shake your hand when you extend it. But once they like put together, like Raven talked recently online and their eyes go wide. Oh my gosh, this is like, whoa, this is so totally, wow. Um, Hi, uh, yeah, I'm Max. Uh, I mean, Piper, my friends call me Max. You can call me whatever. Uh, It's cool. Never mind, that's stupid. 
Um, well, I, I, I'm on my shift for like another hour. I, I could talk to you after? Yeah, no worries. I just, I didn't want you to take off after your shift without me saying anything. I'm here with my friends. We'll just be around if you want to. We can grab a picnic table and talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just here for the lunch uh, rush. Oh my gosh. Wow, jeez. Um, sure. Uh, I'm going to lose my mind. Sorry, I didn't mean to, to scare you or anything. I just, I know it's really last minute. We said we'd be in the area and then we, we found ourselves here, so. I'm, I'm not scared. I'm just, this is just crazy because like, oh, I have so many questions. I know it's a lot. <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. All right, I'm going to go like wash something. <laughs> she like, turns around and goes back like into the interior of the little shack. <laughs> Raven's just going to call it like, see you later. Somebody else steps forward and it just like gives them a weird look. Would you like to order something, miss, or...? Raven's just gonna order, like, french fries or something that they have to make it less weird. <laughs> just like, yeah, I'll get, you know. <laughs> well, guys, thanks. Sure. <laughs> just pays, goes back and sits down. If you, like, glance at Max in the shack while you're waiting for their shift to be over, you see that they are furiously, like, scrubbing, like, pans, occasionally oh to, like, take out their phone and, like, text something, like... <laughs> They're, they're just like adjusting those bangs that keep falling in front of their face to like peek out the window and make sure that you're like still around. <laughs> the first time Max does that, Raven's going to kind of wave and like point of like, we'll be here. And then after that, try not to look at her too much. I don't want to make her more nervous. <laughs> right, right, right. I love this kid. When you wave for the first time, <laughs> oh, no. they, they like drop whatever they were holding. <laughs> like a bunch of like plastic quart containers and they're just like oh my god so stupid oh, and, like go and like pick it up to put him back in the dishwasher raven's gonna return to the table with her french fries and sit down so that went well um she's nice she's very nervous oh boy this kid's nervous but i like her she's gonna come talk to us uh, when she's done with her lunch shift so we've got a little bit of time is there um Anything else we need to look into then? I mean, you could wait here. We could go keep talking to people. That's true. We've definitely got a, a small list going of people we could try and get some answers from. Unless you want us all here. I don't think it's necessary. I think we should stick in in pairs. I, I don't want anyone going anywhere alone. But this kid's real nervous. I don't want to overwhelm her with all of us all at once. So maybe just some of us still here when she's done. Christine Raven, you can talk to Max. We did find out about Cassie's boyfriend is working the fair. We could go try and find him. Isn't he close by? He's like a dishwasher or something? Yes. All right, maybe he was working at like another food stand or something. There's the food stands out amongst the fair where there's like the games with prizes and the rides. And then Moss Hall is like a rec center attached to the fairgrounds that also has a kitchen with like where they would normally do like a soup kitchen but they turn into like fair food service the weeks that the fair is going on. All right. I can probably talk to Kyle. How old is he? Like also a teenager? Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, these kids are like 16 or 17. Yeah, I didn't do the math, but Cassie, the missing girl, just recently graduated and her boyfriend Hunter is in the same class as her. Max, I don't know if you were, well, you did kind of a deep internet stock of them. And they just finished their junior year, so they will be a senior in the fall. Yeah, I don't think we know Max's exact age, but we know she's a, a high school junior. Then again, if we found her Facebook, she probably has her birthday. <laughs> Who knows? We'll have to see uh, when you talk to Max how like smart they are about their personal information. 
Gotta talk to that kid about internet safety. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, since Kyle Hunter is nearby, I can go talk to him. Does anybody want to join me? I can come with you again. We could get our mileage out of these fake names, right? Oh, yeah. Aiden will look to Hugo and Damien. What'd you guys find out? Not much. I feel like we're going to have to save a squonk at some point, but... A what? A what? The picture I sent you of the squonk. This dark, fuzzy image of nothing? That's what that was? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be honest. It was a little, um, little blurry. Oh, did it not? Ah, shit. You're right. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to describe a squonk. Damien, how relevant is this? No, no, let him finish. Okay. What's a squonk? I'm curious now. Okay, clearly the squonk is going to be a lower priority than a missing human being, but I know that you take one look at Loveland's little miraculous menagerie, and you're going to see the squonk, and you're going to say, oh man, we have to save this poor crying... I mean, you wouldn't say ugly creature, but... I can say ugly creature. (laughs) Factually accurate. (laughs) On the list of things to do, we're saving a creature called the squonk. Okay, Ali Springer. Ouch. If anyone who didn't go wants to go see the menagerie, you could do that too. I'm not going to stop you guys from just going to the same attractions. (laughs) I'm not on vacation. You might be. I'm not. (laughs) I was going to say, I feel like at some point after hearing that, Raven and Felicity can swing through the menagerie at some point. Okay. Maybe, yeah, we'll do that right now while we're still waiting for Max to finish their shift and then we'll come right back. Fair enough. Hugo and I can go check out the grandstands while Agent Whitaker enjoys, sorry, while Whitaker (laughs) enjoys his retirement. (laughs) Damn. Oh, fuck. Get this man some ice. (laughs) (laughs) I just hurt my throat with that laugh. Jesus. God. All right. Let's follow uh, Damien and Hugo to the grandstands first. They they are essentially bleachers seating, but they have like a big concrete base that the seats are actually on and a big tin vaulted arching sort of covering so that you could sit on them if it were raining. Like I said, they're right or, you know, facing this track area where at this point in the day, there's some little kids riding ponies as like the kids who raced ponies that year kind of exhibition and there's people just sitting in the stands a lot of people come here and just like eat while watching whatever's going on in the the main stage what do you do to look around or what are you looking for i guess i should ask people who look like they work there should probably investigate with the people in charge who would know about the other people who have worked there sure Fair staff are denoted by a very bright neon type of t-shirt that they're wearing that says like county fair on it or have they have like one of those yellow vests that say staff. And there are a couple of people like that just sort of milling about. They're like picking up uh, abandoned plates and cups and things and like throwing that away or they're offering directions to people being like, where's the hall with all the pigs? Or like, I want to see my cousin's gerbil exhibit. Where do I go for that? Directing people just around the fair. Perfect. Hi, I'm Mike. I have a question for you. I found a credit card on the ground a while back and it belonged to a Cassie Mayer and I was told she worked here. So I don't know if 
you knew where she was, if she was still working? Hmm. This is an interesting tact. Roll luck, then charm. Just roll 2d6, and you can add half the luck you have unchecked. So if I have two luck unchecked, you just then add I one. get to add one point, which is just enough for seven. Okay. Mixed success. So I'll say this takes you a while because it would be kind of weird if like the first person you went up to and was like, hey, Cassie Mayer, that they'd be like, I know who that is. But you ask this of a few people. If you give the same story every time, it's a pretty benign sort of thing. Go ahead and roll charm just to make sure you don't get into trouble by lying about having a credit card. Shit. Okay, that six sticks. (gasps) Hugo, do you want to help? This is hilariously probably the worst thing for him to try to help out with, but sure. <laughs> let's let's see what happens. I have no idea how you would actually help in this situation, though. I'll, I'll present the problem in a second, and then you can decide how you're going to help with the failure result that I have in mind. Eleven. Eleven. All right. So, Damien, you wind up with a mixed success, but I'm going to say that you and Hugo are going to have to work together to sort of respond to the issue I'm going to present to you. So you go around, you ask a bunch of people. Most people don't know what you're talking about. A couple people are like, just take it to Lost and Found over at the like general kiosk at the other entrance to the fair. Or isn't that that missing girl? Yeah, I would report that. But eventually you do get to a younger looking guy. Now it's important to note, you don't have her credit card and you probably don't have a credit card with that name on it either, (laughs) considering you dumped most of your hoard. Yeah, Cassie Mayer is not really a a snipe poaching sort of name. The chances would be minuscule. Point being, this person you asked, they look a little younger. They might actually be like a volunteer high schooler or something. And they say, oh, uh, I know Cassie. Well, I, I was in her class. I can give it to her folks. They'd probably want it. And they're asking you to like present this card that you lied about having. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, are there parents there i mean no offense i don't want to you know give someone's credit card away to a stranger you know i'm sure you understand they say that's fair i guess they pull out their phone they start scrolling through some contacts i've got her address if if you want to go to her house and give it to her parents they're probably home that is so helpful thank you so much let me just write that down really quick we can say that hugo i guess you're just a reliable looking dude <laughs> It's a comforting energy. (laughs) Just two pals at the fair. (laughs) They found a credit card. They're trying to bring it back to someone. (laughs) Anything else you want to investigate while you're around? Or do you have a new lead to follow that you want to go pursue? The family is a potential lead. Though I feel like while we're at the carnival, if there was anyone else that seemed like they had known Cassie, though, I feel like the last person we talked to was the closest one we were going to get, because if we had bumped into anyone who had last seen Cassie working the day she went missing, that would have happened along the way. If Hugo wanted to ask this person, oh, your friend's missing as a way to like get more information out of this person, that could be part of how you like deflect away from credit card talk into like, oh, they're missing. That's very interesting. What, you know. And that's what happens. <laughs> Come, give me the Just, dialogue at least. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> Wait, so you said that this um, Cassie person is 
missing? Well, she, she missed a couple cookouts we were going to have as like a graduating class together. Nobody's seen her since the 4-H troop came and like cleaned up the grandstands. That's weird. Wait, were they cleaning up like this area? Yeah, because like they have baseball games and like truck rallies and stuff. People just, they leave junk all over the place. Huh. So the, they go through and just collect all the trash, sweep the steps, get everything like cleared out for fair day. They actually do it every night, but they take shifts, so. Just by themselves? Because that's, that's a lot of work. Well, there's usually like four or five people doing it. Huh. This is probably going to sound kind of weird, but do you know if any of them are around? Well, I mean, I'm kind of on my shift right now. I think the people who were also there that night, Julie's walking around. She's a fair queen this year, so she was there. This place has fair queens? Yeah, it's like a, you know, it's like a grand marshal kind of for like a parade type of thing they do. Huh. Right, right. Carnivals are strange. First time? First time. It's been an experience. Um, I don't know why you guys would have screaming creatures and stuff. Uh, it's kind of off-putting. Yeah, that attraction's kind of weird. You should ride the octopus. It's my favorite one. The octopus. It's that one. Oh, okay. They point at like a big carnival ride that has like different arms at different angles with them like two... Uh, seating places that also spin. They have these at like every carnival. I'm not crazy, right? This is yeah, like yeah. A, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, it's that ride. Hmm. I'll definitely give that a try later. Thanks. No problem. Hey, uh, Mike, do you think we should... Um... Yeah, I was going to say we can probably head out. I just... Beauty pageants, they seem like sort of a, a silly concept. I feel like everyone sort of had someone picked out early on. You know, it's like why I go through all the song and dance to celebrate the person who was already at the best, right? Like, it's not like there was any big upsets or any, you know, come from behind underdogs, right? I mean, Julie, I mean, she's like a real A-type personality. Like, I think probably for the most part, she did it for her college resumes. That's not going to get you in any schools. Hey, man, we're a small town. There's not a lot we can do to boost our, our stuff <laughs> without heading into Rockford. Uh, that's fair. I can't judge. Or I shouldn't judge. I won't judge. No, wait. I've already judged. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I respect the hustle. Have a great day, man. Have fun at the fair. Go to pick up more garbage. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Hugo. I was really hoping it was a good old case of the beauty pageant queen sacrificing someone to get the top spot. But you can cross that one off. Oh, why do people care about pageants that much? Well, well, not in this case. We have probably have some other trope we have to deal with. You worry me sometimes. You know that? Well, I mean, someone goes missing. They were harvested for some sort of, you know, outcome. Put into the black mysterious box of magic and outcomes, youth, money. That's That's usually what I look for in disappearances. Who had something to gain? Because it seems like... No one really has a motive. Well, let's go find out then. Where are you headed, Hugo? We're going to go and track down a prom queen or a pageant queen or a whatever she is. I don't even know. It's literally just called the Winnebago County Fair Queen. And it's like a little contest you can be in if you're a local. To whoever has been in that contest, the views of Hugo do not actually <laughs> <laughs> represent the views of me. Get your win. Have your fun. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. Let's check in with Whitaker and Aiden as you guys head over to speak to Kyle Hunter. 
All right. So we go over to the um to where Kyle Hunter is last we checked doing dishes. Yep. Moss Hall, the food part of it is almost school cafeteria style where there's just like a big long rectangular cutout window in one area and beyond that is the kitchen and there's like a door to get in there but that's all closed off to the public sure and people just come up to this metal counter to like place their food order pick it up get ice cream burgers whatever else they're serving here sure so we're gonna go up to the window and aiden will stop you before you guys like make your approach or like while you're in line and she says so are we going with like the detective cover story i think so right because okay Listen, we were all teenage. Well, you weren't. Uh, we were all teenagers once. And if if an authority figure sort of wants to talk to you, you know, it, it, you, you kind of tend not to ask that many questions. So I think detective route is kind of the way to go here. Uh, do private eye, not detective. That way you're not a cop. Subtle, but private eye is always cooler. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Whitaker can pass for a local cop. Not even a little bit. So you get up to the counter. There's a, a young girl with a bunch of freckles and like blonde pigtails. Again, one of those like little visors and apron on. She says, welcome to Moss Hall. What can I get you? Hi, sorry. I hate to be a bother, but um, is Kyle Hunter working back there? Uh, Yeah, he's in the dish pit. Do you mind if uh, you send him out so we can uh, talk to him real quick? Uh, Who's asking? Louis Feldman. I just wanted to ask him a couple questions. He's not in trouble. We just had some some things we wanted to ask him. Uh, All right. Kyle! And you hear, like, some pans and, like, water rustling. Kyle Hunter! <laughs> like, yells a little louder over the noise of the kitchen. What? Some people here asking you some questions. Probably about Cass. And you hear just some slow footfalls. And uh, coming out from, like, the side door is a tall guy, pretty square jaw, just, like, overall broad-shouldered. Definitely, like, has hit his final growth spurt. He's one of those high schoolers that doesn't look like he just graduated high school. <laughs> He's got like a little five o'clock shadow going on. And he says, uh, I'm Kyle Hunter. What, uh, who are you? You want to take a break from dishes and uh, come out here and talk with us? You guys like with the police or something or? We're uh, private investigators. Okay. Yeah. I already gave a statement, but I, I can answer questions, I guess. Yeah. You're probably going to be hearing a lot of the same questions again. And I'm sorry about that, but. We're just trying to be thorough. Uh, roll manipulate someone. Why? Why would you make me do this? <laughs> it's a nine. Aiden. Aiden, you want to help out? You want to <laughs> put the soothe on? Ooh, I don't like that face. <laughs> Kyle's just like, you're a cop and runs. <laughs> Aiden gets a... Oh, wow. Really? Damn, Aiden. I forgot I've been upping her stats in order to like not give her any new powers. Um, <laughs> she got a 10, oh, uh, surprisingly, given her role, because uh, she has a plus three cool right now. Whoa. Yeah, it's her other maxed out stat. Cool girl. You, Whitaker, are a little nervous approaching this person to question them, but you suddenly start to feel like much calmer about the whole situation. And while she doesn't glow, you can sense Aiden is like exuding her angelic presence. To, like, get this guy to not be so on edge uh, about being questioned. And so that helps in your argument. He will not be as guarded in his answering the questions. He'll kind of gesture towards the door. Kind of loud in here. You want to go outside or something? Yeah, let's sit down for a bit. Okay. He hangs up his apron. Puts it on a hook near the door. Kelly, I'll be back in, like, 30. I'm taking lunch. 
And so you guys go outside. There's some benches in the shade of a tree you can sit under. And he just kind of sits hunched over with his hands clasped together, looking at the ground. Glances up at you with a gesture and is like, Okay, uh, how can I help? Just for the record, I'm not with the police. You're not in any trouble with me. I'm just investigating this on behalf of some very concerned people. Cassie's parents hired us, so we're here to look into where she might have ended up. We heard you two were dating. Yeah, tell us about what was your relationship with Cassie Mayer? You don't want to ask leading questions, Aiden. (laughs) (laughs) I watch JCS Criminal Psychology. (laughs) Well, good on you for prepping for this. Aiden didn't. (laughs) But he, like, scratches the back of his head and he says, Yeah, we were, um... We were kind of going steady for a month or so there. <laughs> it was weird. I, all kind of happened at the end of the school year. But yeah, we were going to the same, same school, University of Illinois, in the, in the fall. And uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm worried about her. So you two were still, still dating when she disappeared? Yeah. I broke up with my ex to be with Cassie. Who's the ex? Uh, her name is Julie. Julie Winchester probably see her walking around the fair. She's got a big crown and a sash on. Sure. How was the breakup? Um, Julie is a, a class act. I mean, she she handled it okay. I mean, she's pretty upset. But, you know, we were together for most of high school, and I just... This is a very performative, you know? Quarterback, cheer captain, that kind of thing. Damn, this kid's got, like, a, a good perspective on life. Kyle Hunter! Got a good head on his shoulders. This kid knows what's what. <laughs> What's Cassie like? What are her hobbies? Uh, she was in 4-H. She was uh, part of the school paper. Kind of mousy, but like friendly, you know? Got good grades. Really nice to people all the time. I just, I don't know. You know, it took me a while to realize I was being an idiot. He just kind of gives you like a look of like an awkward teenager being asked to like confess how he feels about this girl who's missing now. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm sure the the sheriff's asked you these questions before, but um, when was the last time you saw Cassie Mayer? I uh, I dropped her off here Thursday night when she was coming to help with the troop and clean up the fairgrounds. We were supposed to get dinner the next day, and I I didn't hear from her. And then uh, after the weekend rolled around, uh, word spread quick. It's a small town. Did she send you any worrying messages or anything like that before? She stopped talking to you? No. I mean, I, I texted her goodnight, but she didn't respond, and yeah, I haven't gotten anything since. Do you know who else was with her that night? Uh, the other people in the troop. Julie was there, a couple of the other girls and guys in that squad. I think the Eagle Scouts were, were around, too. Sort of team effort that way. I had chore to do, so I, I was home. Guys, any other questions I should ask? I'm curious why he didn't Maybe it's just the way he described the situation. But like, he said, oh, we were supposed to get dinner. And then I didn't hear from her. And then the whole town was talking about how she was missing. I want to know more about that time in between. of Like, he didn't hear from her at all. Like, did he try to gain contact with her? Or like, ask anyone? Yeah, obviously would have reached out. And people would be like, I thought she was with you. I thought she was with that person. Mm. They've also been only together for like a month, which... They'd only been together a little while. Like her parents might not have reached out immediately to tell him or like ask him where she was. Like she might not have even told them. That makes a lot more sense. I immediately forgot that they are a very, very new relationship. So it would make sense that he's not like constantly trying to talk to her. I mean, you could always ask if... 
Kyle knows, like, did the police find her phone or have they tried to trace her phone or anything? That might be something he could give you some insight on. That might also be a question I can ask the sheriff. I think we should still ask Kyle just in case. He seems really nice and, like, open to answering questions. You might as well try and pull as much out of him as you can. Yeah, yeah. you got help with your, your angelic aura right now. He says that they haven't found anything of hers that she had on her that night. Oh, my other question was, if he dropped her off for this thing to be cleaning up the fairgrounds, who was supposed to pick her up? Like, was it her parents who were supposed to come pick her up at the end and take her home? Like, is that when she disappeared? Was she never went home that night? Or did she go home with her parents and then went missing the next day? She never came home from the cleanup night. Okay. And... I don't do mystery mysteries very often, so I don't know if it's important or not. Whether, you know, she could have been saying like, oh, I'll get a ride home with so-and-so. Yeah. Thanks for bringing me here. We're going to be here late. You've got stuff to do. But then no one saw where she went in terms of going home. Yeah. And one of those things were like, oh, I thought she was getting a ride with you. I thought she got a ride with you. Well, yeah. she got a ride. She's not here. Like, maybe her folks did pick her up. That kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, because they keep saying that that group was the last people to see her. Yes. Okay, that's when she went missing. Correct. Cool. Ooh, I, I do have another question. Do we actually know what she looks like? Have we seen a picture of her? You probably could have, yeah. The town has, like, put up things being, like, missing girl or something. I feel like we've seen photos of her. There's got to be a poster of, like, the info desk, at least. Yeah. Help us find Cassie, that kind of thing. So that's easy enough. Even if you were to ask Kyle right now, he could, like, show you a picture of her, Whitaker, and then you've got literally a pretty decent shot of her. He'll actually say, is there anything else I can do to help? We put up posters and stuff, and I, I'm, I've been talking to our folks. They're all shook up about the whole thing. Tell him you've had some luck with canine units and scents, so if he had anything that belonged to her, but that's a better question for her folks, I guess. Yeah. Do you want to ask about her relationship with her parents? I don't know how relevant it is since we think it's supernatural stuff, but... It might be a good thing to ask just to see what she, what her home life was like. Sure. Actually, that's good. I like that. I like that as an idea just to get a better sense of uh, Mr. Hunted. She might have told you this. I know her parents probably wouldn't have. Did she have any troubles in her home life? What was her relationship with the rest of her family like? As far as I know, pretty normal. I, I only know her folks from like bake sales and sport events at the school. We haven't been together that long. She hasn't had me over for dinner or anything to, like, meet them officially yet. But, you know, I, I've, I know them from town. They're good folks. Her dad works at the plant, and you know, her mom's on the PTA, so. Sure. How have the police been? Overwhelmed. We don't have a big police force here in town, so they, uh, I imagine they're doing their best, but, like, they keep saying they haven't found anything. Just no updates. How often have they talked to you? They came, they took a couple statements, and they did like a follow-up when they had a bunch of us go down to the station to like update us all at once, but that's been it. It's been a real hectic week, man. I'm tired. And he looks it. I'm real sorry about all this. Keep your eyes open, I guess. Will do. I think that's the scene. Okay. Speaking of keeping eyes open, Whitaker, what's your glasses situation like? Oh, Whitaker's always wearing the glasses for this. Always? Unless they, like, physically hurt his eyes to do so. For the fairground, they're staying on. Okay. Rule sharp check. 
Cool. It's a 13. So you stand up off your hand to shake Kyle's. He says, thanks for looking into it. I'm working here all day, so you can come ask me if you need anything clarified or anything like that. Thank you. And he'll go back into Moss Hall. Aiden looks after him, like pensive, sad expression. Then you hear clop, 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 clop. Horse hooves and glance over and you see a couple centaurs with like security shirts on and had like glasses and baseball caps. Called it. <laughs> yes. Knew it. it. Does does a little like glasses up down? Is it the motorcycle security? It is it is the motorbike yeah. security team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whitaker does a little double take. Yeah, they just seem to be patrolling. Felicity and Raven, did they tell Whitaker that like, oh, we found a fallen here? I feel like we would have shared that. Also, he was there, like, having lunch with Hugo. Yeah, I think we would have pointed him out and be like, oh, we talked to him earlier. He's definitely a fawn. All right, so Whitaker is not, like, overly shocked that there's a, a centaur security team. Speaking of Raven and Felicity, we'll cut to you guys. You were going to head to Dr. Loveland's menagerie? Mm, yeah, we were going to pop in there before we came back to wait for Max. Lovely. Do you want to do the entire spiel a second time for us? Dr. Loveland's Magical Menagerie. Or no, what did I call it? Is it like Fantastical Menagerie or something like that? Wait, I like the idea that the sign changes very slightly each time. (laughs) I do love that. That is fun. And everyone's like, no, no, it was definitely the Magical Menagerie. Like, no, the sign clearly says. Dr. Loveland's Traveling Menagerie of Wondrous and Fearsome Critters. That's the full title. But yeah, and you see Dr. Loveland... And he's out in his like red ringmaster jacket with the pointed tails and the top hat with the red sequined band around it. His little cane, sideburns, little fancy like mustache with the curled tips, very expressive eyebrows and like a a bald head beneath the hat whenever he like takes it off to do a bow or something. Almost a friendlier looking version of Jim Carrey's Dr. Robotnik. (laughs) That's honestly kind of what I was picturing. Yeah. But just in like a a Circus Masters uniform. Anyway, Felicity, you have the sight still, right? I do. You see not a man, a frog man. Ooh. (laughs) You see an anthropomorphic frog with a top hat in a red suit and like a mustache just glued on to the front of its (gasps) nose. (laughs) And like fake sideburns on the side and like some eyebrows pasted above where his like little frog eyes are. How does that even work? Anatomically, (laughs) there's no space for eyebrows. They're on top of like his like eyelids, basically. Mm -hmm. I love him so much. (laughs) This is fucking great. And he's giving the same speech, you know. Welcome, one and all, to Dr. Loveland's traveling menagerie. Come see sights, wonders of the world. A lot of it is actually like the exterior, at least, shows like paintings of the supposed exhibits that are in there. And they have things like the ape boy and the the bat from the lagoon, like a bunch of other random monster type things. You can wait in line uh, if you want to go in. Felicity, do you tell Raven what you're seeing? That was my first question. No, I don't. All right. (laughs) Okay. That's valid. Powerful move. I... I assume she sees the same thing. That's fair. Felicity has no reason to think that Raven wouldn't see that. And so there's no reason to point it out. Oh, that's true. I made you make a check last time something like this was going on, Raven. So roll plus weird. Sweet. 
Because your site is sort of hit or miss when things are actively glamoring themselves. Yeah. That's a 12. I also see Frogman. You also see him as a Frogman. <laughs> In that case, then, I think Raven's going to, uh, like, gently kind of nudge Felicity and, like, gesture towards him and be like, wow, get a lot of that guy. Oh, my gosh. He's a little frog boy. <laughs> kind of cool. Yep. He's something. <laughs> see, I don't like him as much because I feel like he's harboring a mystical creature without its consent. We don't know that yet. That's why we're here. We're investigating. That's true. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go see the squonk and they'll head inside. You guys wait your turn in line. You hand over tickets to the people at like the register or not the register, the like check-in place at the line. Dr. Loveland goes in with like two groups ahead of you. It's a fair. There's a lot of people here. But when your group finally goes in, you see much the same attractions that Hugo and Damien saw. There is like a jackalope that's like taxidermied together. <laughs> right? And it's just a rabbit with like deer antlers on it. Windy looks distastefully at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Windy just shakes their head <laughs> disapprovingly. Terrible craftsmanship. It's not at all what they look like. <laughs> no attention to detail. You see there's like a bat with like an anglerfish stitched to it in like a dark enclosure with like a Christmas light in like the place where an anglerfish's little bulb would be. Like, again, it's just one of these hokey shows. But then once again, towards the end, you get to the little pen and you see the squonk. This wrinkly, boil and wart-covered, horrendous-looking pitiful creature with these like big saucer eyes with like just this the sheen of tears constantly on them <laughs> and this little like very short tapir elephant trunk kind of thing and like a quivering lower lip and they're just like sitting on their back haunches with their little like hooved feet in front just going like Oh my god. I love the squonk more than anything. As soon as like people come around the corner and they're like, oh my gosh, what is that? Uh, and Dr. Loveland is at like the front of the tour. Behold the squonk! And just, ah! And they, they start crying again and begin to melt into a puddle. <laughs> oh my god. Felicity's gonna crouch down. I'm gonna crouch down and I'm gonna look at it and say, hey buddy. Well, it is now a, a goopy puddle and Dr. Loveland is trying to like usher everyone to leave because you will recall this is like the finale of the thing after all the smoke and mirrors type stuff where it's like, ooh, actually a little thing to have you walk away leaving and questioning whether anything you saw in there was maybe real or not. I'm still talking to it. If you're kneeling down being like, hey, there's just sort of like a bubbling popping sound as like little air bubbles pop in the squonk's puddle form. Is there a curtain nearby I can hide behind? Um, it is a fairly dark place. You could, I mean... Just somewhere where, like, the frogman won't be able to see me? Mm-hmm. Act under pressure, then, to try and hide. Okay, dokie. Are you telling Raven you're gonna do this? Or are you just vanishing? <laughs> are, are you, like, gonna tell Raven about this plan, or are you just gonna hide? Uh, I'm just gonna hide. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, wait. <laughs> How we do, Quinn? I got a six. <laughs> okay. So you go to, like, hide around a corner, um, and Dr. Loveland clocks it right away. He says, uh, 
Uh, excuse me, miss. Uh, I'm afraid you'll have to ask you to leave. Tour's over. Must get the next group in. Right this way. And like gestures towards the door. And Raven, you now see that Felicity was going to like ditch you and try and hide. I feel like uh, had Felicity succeeded, I was prepared for Raven to like roll with it and just walk out. Yeah. But she got caught, so. I have a couple of questions, Dr. Loveland. Absolutely. Come right this way. Happy to answer any questions. Again, gesturing very strongly, like, you gotta go, kid. Um, I would actually like to ask the questions in here. Uh, I'm afraid that's not how the tour works. You see he raises his cane with, like, the white tip to it and twirls it in the air. And Felicity, you remember sparkles? And suddenly you and Raven are outside. Whoa! Whoa! You see he is already at, like, the front entrance of the menagerie, giving the forward to mystery and the unsolved beyond and, like, taking another group into the tour. I still want to talk to him. Can I walk up to Dr. Loveland? Um, Can I ask hmm. really quick, when we saw the sparkles and, like, appeared outside, did anyone look at us weird as if we had just appeared there? Or do we think this was, like, we were, like, walked outside against our will? Did anyone look like, oh my god, those people just appeared? No one is looking at you weird, and you're like behind the the building that the menagerie is like set up in. Okay, cool. So like you guys come to and you're like, what the heck? Oh, and you come around the corner and you see he's like going in with another tour group. Okay. I want to catch him before he goes in. I mean, he's at the head of the group. I think you would miss him. If you want to like wait by the door, you could catch him as he comes out with the next group. Okay, Uh, I wait for this man to come through again then. Okay. So about the length of the tour goes by and the door opens up and people file out. Some of them are like, what a ripoff. And other people are like, how'd they do that? Depends on the age and their level of cynicism, I guess. But uh, you see Dr. Loveland come out, close the door. Uh, he sort of straightens his jacket and begins to walk back over towards the front. I'm going to go up to him. Ah, hello. Yes. How are you? Hello. I know you're a frog. <laughs> so you like bogs at that. <laughs> um, uh, roll manipulate someone. <laughs> Aggressive honesty. <laughs> when we were watching the stuff with the squonk, did specifically like Raven and Felicity, do they know if that was real or if that was like a trick? Because I know it was kind of up in the air if, if we didn't know if it was real. Like because we kind of have the sight would we be able to say like, oh, that was actually a creature or like, no, that was a like a special effects trick? To you, it seemed like the only real thing in there. Cool, I just wanted to confirm. And the fact that you can see that he is a frogman confirms that like, there's some connection here to the supernatural and the thing melting when it does not look like an animatronic, that was a very convincing trick if it was a trick, but you're pretty sure it was real. All right, Raven's gonna be kind of next to, kind of behind Felicity and just stay silent during this exchange. I got a seven. Okay. <laughs> Felicity says, I know you're a frog. And he kind of tips his hat to you, Felicity, and says, that's quite an imagination, young lady. Well, perhaps... Uh... No, no, you're a frog. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he says, well, if I'm a frog, I better hop back to the front of the line. Plenty of customers. Mm-mm. No, I need to talk to you about the squonk. <laughs> All right, you got a seven. I need you to say one thing that's going to convince him to like engage with you here for a minute. I'll, I'll tell literally everybody here that you're a frog man. <laughs> <laughs> a 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess intimidation is a means of manipulating. Um, <laughs> he glances around the corner and clicks his tongue, and you see the person at the counter uh, who's got like a big sun straw hat on perks up. He he makes like some hand gestures and like mouths something to them, and they just nod their head and put like a little closed thing across the like entrance. Dr. Loveland is going out for lunch, so we'll be back to reopen the menagerie in 30 minutes. And he turns back around and he says, all right, you pushy little thing. What do you want? What do you need to know about the squonk? Uh, why? What is it? It's a squonk. What do you, I, if you know about me, you must know about squonk, right? But I, I just don't know why you're keeping it in a cage. It seems so upset. It's not It's not in a cage. It's for the show. It's part of the act. <laughs> I love this guy. He, he like rips the mustache off his face and he's like, this is an illusion <laughs> and like gestures at like the building. <laughs> oh, I love him. Okay. I just want to make sure that the squonk is taken care of. Yes, of course. He's like my best friend. Squonky is fine. Natalie. Yeah. Is he telling the truth? Uh, he absolutely is telling the truth, Raven. Oh. <laughs> Raven's going to put a hand off Felicity's shoulder in like a comforting way of like, it's okay. Yeah, he opens the door from like the other side and he's like, Flonky, get over here. And you see the like little like elephanty feet come up on the latch and the little like tapir trunk open the thing and the squonk just sort of saunters out, still with a quivering, trembling lip, like, <laughs> I love the squonk. And he's like, see, he's fine. Hello, squonk. Are you okay? <laughs> can he speak? Roll charm, Felicity. <laughs> you can use your luck point on this if you have to. <laughs> if you roll that, I will also help out. <laughs> I got a plus one. I'm okay. I got a four. I'm not okay. <laughs> Raven, you can't help out a four. I can't do anything. Do you want to use luck, Felicity? <laughs> no. Okay. So you just say, hey. And the squonk just goes, ah! <laughs> and cries again and melts into a oh, puddle no. that like spills down the stairs <laughs> and out the door. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I love the squonk so much. Dr. Loveland is like, oh, jeez, look what you did. And he like holds his cane up again and twirls it, and again, little star sparkles come out the tip of it. No, no, and no, like, no, no, no! It's, it's not at you. He's he's pointing and twirling the wand at Twonky, and like, they and sort of reconstitute into their form again, and he says, all right, you're fine, you're fine, go, places, places, so we're on in 15, we're on in 15. <laughs> and the squawk just kind of like nods and then goes back up the stairs and back into the pen and closes the door. <laughs> it was a pleasure to meet you. And he turns around, still like huffing and puffing, and his little like frog like throat bulging a couple times. <laughs> now, if you're done harassing me and my employees, we have to get back to work. There's tickets to be made. All right, frog man. I just had to make sure the squonk was okay. The squonk is fine. Okay. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. Jeez. Thank you so much for your time, <laughs> sir. I'm sorry we bothered you. Bye, frog man. <laughs> It has a name. I don't remember it. It's on the <laughs> sign. It's Dr. Leland Loveland. I, my name is on the sign, literally. Thank you. 
But yeah, no, he, he he's like, now shoo, shoo. <laughs> yeah, so the squonk is fine. He just seems to work with this frog man. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we solved the squonk puzzle. Yeah, we did it. Look at us. Spelling wise, for anyone who cares, it's T H W O N K Y. Squonky the squonk. Squonky the squonk. Oh. <laughs> Raven's gonna text the group and specifically to Damien. Followed up on the squonk. Everything's all good. He's well taken care of. Hello, adventurers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Storyteller Squad. Our promo this week is with some special friends, and we have to go somewhere before we can talk about them. So let's take a walk. Well, hello, Natalie. Hey, how's it going, Zoe? I see you have not come alone today. Yeah, I thought I'd bring the adventurers by. We are interested in the writer's room. Well, by all means, come on in. The ambiance here? Top notch. There are plenty of seats for all of you. All right, well, I'll just take this seat over here. My name is Zoe Jackson. I'm Evan Ackley. And I am Patrick Keefe. And we are the Writer's Room. What's the Writer's Room, you might ask? It's a place where all the tales of 7C are told. 7C is a tabletop RPG system published by Chaosium Inc. and created by John Wick Presents. No, not that John Wick. We are an actual play podcast showcasing adventure, drama, and swashbuckling heroism, as well as teaching you how to play 7C. And I hope you like pirates because our first story takes place out on the high seas. Hello there. I am Captain Jesse Nakansa of La Rosa Blanca. Born in the heart of a hurricane to the infamous Rose of the Adebayan, I spent many years under the black flag of the White Rose making a name for myself in this sea of monsters. Now, captain of the Rose myself, the winds fill my sails with purpose. No pirate, ATC scum, or devil will get in my way. Ah, greetings. My name is Waylon Greywall, and I am the master at arms on La Rosa Blanca. Once an orphan on the shores of Avalon, I've traded the colors of my country's flag for those of the White Rose. As her eagle-eyed marksman, I seek not fame, but merely to aid my new home amongst the waves. With deadly precision, I leave naught but salt and soot in my wake, along with a lifetime's worth of regret. I don't know about you, Natalie, but I'm ready to dive right into the story. What do you say? Yeah, I'm excited to listen to more tales of adventure on the high seas with your crew, but we gotta head back to our story. Very well. Friends, if you're interested in learning more about our podcast, head on over to our link tree, which will be in the description for this episode. Time to head out, adventurers. I'll be right behind you. You can say we. What are we, chopped liver or something? All of us will be right behind you. Thank you for visiting. Be safe and well. Well, that was fun. You can join Zoe, Evan, and Patrick for their tales of piracy and adventure using the link in our episode show notes to follow the writer's room on their various socials. Zoe's production work is, as you heard, top-notch, and if you're a sucker for sound effects from the Age of Sail, you won't find yourself wanting. 
This week, I'm keeping the mid-reel somewhat short. You all know by now how you can support the Storyteller Squad and all of us working on the show behind the scenes. Leave us a review, join the Patreon, come chat with us in the Cast Junkie server. Links for all the ways you can interact with us will be in the show notes. Or recommend us to someone you know who might enjoy our vibe of, as my friend put it recently, epic lo-fi adventures. Honestly, I don't hate it as a tagline. Thanks for joining us and helping to spread the word, adventurers. I'll see you next time. We'll cut over to Damien as you check your phone. You get an email from or a text from Raven. And you and Hugo are out on the hunt for a, a fair queen, right? Yup. Mm-hmm. Unless we had any magic we wanted to do along the way. Nope. We need a little bit more information before we get there. Mm. Just roll sharp. It's not really investigating mystery because you're just searching for someone. But sharp seems like the, the stat you would roll. That's a three. How oh, good. Hugo, did you roll? Nope, but I feel like I should. I feel like I really should. Damien's distracted. There's a lot going on that's very tempting. That's a seven. A seven isn't much better, honestly. A seven isn't great. I think you definitely can, like, spot the pageant queen. But, like I said, she's got these other two guys who are with her all the time. She's constantly being stopped for, like, local news interviews. She seems pretty busy, so you'd have to come up with a pretty clever way of, like, engaging with her if you were going to try and question her. Do you want me to change to be a news person? Honestly, she seems like she's kind of busy, you know, putting on, what's the term that they use? Like, when you're performing. Uh, She's on point. She's putting on airs. I getcha. I getcha. Do you want to try a plan B? Always. I don't know how well this is going to work. Either you can do this or I can do this, but one of us is probably going to need to guide the other one around just in case to make sure nothing goes wrong. Well, the buddy system is a good system, so yeah, let's uh, let's team up. Okay. Do you remember the date of of the disappearance in the report? Uh, I have it in my phone, but I feel no need to vocalize it to canonize it. <laughs> to clarify, just it's different in last episode. Sorry, everybody, we had a little bit of a, an interim. I will say that she disappeared a Thursday ago, and it is now the following Saturday. She's been gone a little over a week. Okay. What I would like to try to do is to go back to the grandstand and then use magic to observe another place or time, specifically another time, with that time being when she would have last been in this area, to try to get an idea of where she is and then follow the trail through time. Sure. Okay. That's fun. Roll use magic. Why do you need a guide? Because if you're looking at the past, you're not seeing the stuff in the present. Oh, I see. Like walking around while it's having. Okay, cool. Uh, Yeah, Hugo, go for it. Ooh, we got an eight. An eight. Okay, well, there will be a glitch with this magic. What glitch would you like to take? A point of harm, if I may describe what he's going to do. Sure. So he's going to take off his glasses. He's going to get a little bit of ice on his hand, just accumulating from the air around him. Apply hand directly to forehead. And by forehead, I mean (laughs) to his eyes. 
and he's going to wipe it over and there's going to be essentially a glaze of ice on his eyelids almost as if he was wearing contacts well, not on his eyelids on his eyes themselves Ooh. and that's where it kind of hurts because he forgot how cold that's probably going to be <laughs> uh-huh interesting yeah you you attempt to see a different series of events than the ones in front of you hugo and because i'm the keeper your tattoo lights up to make the ice that's not the only part of your tattoo that lights up the eye that has been forming on the back of your left hand also lights up and as your vision is filled with just a milky frost in that like white empty space that you now completely encapsulates your vision a dark figure walks out from your peripherals and dr kabe stands with his hands steepled in front of you and he says back again so soon well what would you like to know about mr rashad because i'm gonna deal emotional damage <laughs> Evil. Mm -hmm. Well played. Well played. Oh, I've definitely messed up something if you're here. Okay. Maybe this will get your sympathy, but I'm trying to track down a missing girl. A valiant cause. And not one you've never dabbled in before. Why not trade one for another? We see Hugo nod and Dr. Kabe reaches out a hand. And if you extend your hand, he see he pinches two fingers at the center of your palm as it's outstretched and starts to pull a thread from it. And Hugo, you start to imagine or you know recall one of your earliest whispered missions where you were shadowing Noriko and Haru in a similar missing persons case. And we see the three of you doing a lot of stakeouts together, doing a lot of basically what you're doing now, detective work, asking people questions, slipping into a community without drawing too much attention to yourself, but still gathering information you need. And then eventually encountering a sphinx that had taken a young girl and was keeping her captive and would not release her unless someone could like solve its series of riddles. We see you and Noriko and Haru like puzzling together to come up with the answers under like pain of violence or danger from this Sphinx. But you're all pretty clever and you come up with uh, solutions and eventually are able to rescue this young girl and return her to a family. And we see Haru congratulating you. Nice work, newbie. Maybe you're cut out for this kind of life after all. And Noriko being like, that was really awesome how you like summoned the lightning to like make a spark for one of the answers. Clutch stuff, Hugo. You're pretty good. And this like early memory of you and Haru and Noriko's friendship being sort of solidified with this mission is plucked away. And we see Dr. Kabe reaches into their coat pocket as you see him briefly again. He takes out a piece of paper, unrolls it and hands it to you and when you take it, it is blank, but suddenly your vision zooms in on that blank page. We see the grandstands in the evening and Cassie Mayer is being dropped off by her boyfriend, Kyle, 
and makes her way over to join the other 4-H volunteers. They spend some time cleaning up the grandstands. And you see them sweeping and chatting and laughing amongst each other. We do see several moments where there are sort of tense encounters between Cassie and Julie. Nothing openly aggressive or hostile, but Julie is very short with Cassie, and they don't tend to be near each other for most of the cleanup work. We get to a point where Cassie is taking some of the bags of trash over to an old dumpster, opens the two top hatches, swings the couple of trash bags in, turns to go and collect more, and she is stopped. And Julie Winchester is there with the two people who've been following her around the fair, the two, like, security that she's had. Cassie says, Do you need help with something, Julie? And the other girl makes a grimace, and she says, No, I think I'm right where I need to be. We need to take out the trash. Cassie looks a little nervous and backs up, and Julie just snaps her fingers, and the two guys pick up Cassie, one of them holds open the dumpster and they toss her in. And there's the sound of like scrambling around amongst the trash. They slam the lid shut and like bang on it a bunch. And Julie just says, next time you're going to steal somebody's boyfriend, think about it a little more first. Fucking bitch. She turns around and walks away and the two guys laughing follow her along. And vision ends. Uh, Hugo, your eyes look pretty rough. Are you okay? They're all bloodshot. Hugo, you're like leaning over somewhere, the water dripping out of your eyes. I'm not going to hit a child. I'm not going to hit a child. I'm not going to hit a child. I love hitting people. Perhaps you could elaborate a bit and we can administer appropriate justice as you see fit. Well, it would appear, you remember Julie and those two people with her? Yes. I don't know exactly what has happened since, but they threw Cassie inside a trash bin. The burly guys or little Julie? Oh, the burly guys. Well, they're not kids. You can hit them. They're kids. They're like <laughs> seniors at the high school. They're not like older guys. They're just like people that are in the same class as the two of them. They look like older guys to me. You can hit them. <laughs> <sighs> oh, wait, are they kids? They still count as kids. In my book, they're still kids, Damien. <sighs> we have a trash bin to find. Let's go. Okay. And Hugo's also going to shoot off a text to the group chat, which he almost never does. Grandstand trash bins ASAP. Okay. Okay. Hugo taking the lead. Oh my God, I just got a text from Hugo. This is the first time Hugo has ever said anything in this group today. <laughs> yeah. From the words of um, a friend of mine who was once a camp counselor, you can hit one kid. Each of us, can we each pick one? Yep, that's the secret thing they teach you in, when you're a camp counselor for children. Um, you can cut that from the podcast. I don't condone the harming of children. <laughs> no, it's funny. Leave it in. These children suck. <laughs> in my head, this is all happening after conversation with Max. That's fair. Let's check in there then. You guys are walking back towards the little picnic table area. 
Max is like sitting at one of the tables looking at their phone and kind of like glancing around every now and then trying to see where you went. Raven will give a little wave as they come up and then sit down at the table. She like brushes their bangs out of her face and like stands up as you're like get coming over. But then is like, uh, uh, and then just like sits back down again. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. Finally, not the most awkward person here. <laughs> she just like puts her phone away and is like drumming her fingers on the table. And she just says, hi, well, welcome back. Uh, hmm. Hey. Hey. Uh, let's just get this out of the way now. I know this is super weird. Yeah. If we can just acknowledge that and get past it, <laughs> then we can move on. <laughs> a little weird. Super cool, though. I mean, I've been a fan of the, the grimoire for a long time, and it's been so helpful. Oh, my gosh. It's been so, so helpful. I'm so glad. Hello. Hi. Nice to meet you. I'm Max. I'm Felicity. Cool. Uh, Yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, they're so cool. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's more like a it's more like a self-conscious fiddling with their bags anytime they say something they think is like dumb or <laughs> that whatever was to themselves. Yes. One hundred percent. I love them. Yeah, I've got kind of a, a crew of people here as a small group. Uh, I figured, you know, we'll keep it small just to talk for the first time. I didn't want to overwhelm you. We can be kind of a lot sometimes. I'm sure you'll get to meet them later. You have a crew. That's so cool. What? I just, wow. So like, so you're here on the case? Is that what's, is that what this is about? Do you need information? Yeah. That's why we're here. We saw the stuff you've been posting. You've seen a lot of stuff happen around here, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, I've had some weird stuff happen to me lately. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, hmm. And they, like, do the thing where they, like, puff out their cheeks with their, like, hands clasped in front of their mouth. I'm worried about my friend because she's not the sort to, like, want to run off with the carnival, you know? But I, have, I haven't had a lot of time to, like, look into it. It's the end of the year, like, graduation stuff. And, like, anyway, I'm glad someone's looking into it besides the police because they, they haven't been able to do much about it at all. I'm trying to think of things to ask this kid. It's weird because if Max posted about it, then Raven has some information, but I don't know what that post is, so I don't know what I can ask that Max wouldn't have already, like, shared. I mean, Max was a little light on the details. It was mostly just, like, my friend went missing. I think it's connected to these other disappearances, but I don't know how. And they just told you that they haven't had a lot of time to do, like, the normal detective work that they might have, which is probably why they reached out for help in the first place trying to like outsource the puzzle to someone else so they could just take action on it. Yeah. Okay. So what leads you to think that Cassie's disappearance has something to do with the other strange stuff you've been seeing in this town? Is there anything you've encountered that has shown up again with this disappearance? No, nothing like that. It's just, I felt like I knew her pretty well. And like I said, she's not the type to just up and leave. I mean, she had pretty strong roots to the town and just started a new relationship and they were getting ready to like go to college together and stuff. It, I don't know. It was, it just doesn't make sense for her and they haven't found a normal reason for it. So I'm, I guess biased. I start looking for the not normal <laughs> and they like tug at their shirt collar a little bit. Well, that's why we're here. We're pretty good at that kind of stuff. So if it is something a little supernatural. Hopefully we can start to unravel this. Yeah. Yeah, that, that'd be cool. 
I kind of want Max's take on Cassie's relationship and that whole thing, since we know something is up with Julie of like, has Cassie's friend, did you notice anything weird with this ex-girlfriend and the new relationship? And what's the teenage like scoop? Max tells you that Kyle and Julie had been together for a long time. They were like the school power couple, slated to be prom king and queen. And then like a little bit before graduation, they broke up. And then right after that, Cassie and Kyle were dating instead. Scandalous. Like, oh my goodness, like no one in the high school could believe it. It was this crazy drama. Oh my gosh, what a what a turnaround, crazy rom-com situation that would have been. Twer to movie. Max will say, I don't, I mean, Julie's not, I don't suspect her. She's not supernatural or anything like that. But who knows, maybe she found like an ancient text or something. That can happen, you know, even out here uh, in farmland. <laughs> they kind of look a little dodgy when they mention that. I mean, I don't think like she's a serial killer or anything. That would be scary. Oh, man, we've never dealt with that before. Uh, and start like biting their fingernails, <laughs> looking like super distracted. Raven's going to lean in a little bit and be like, what kinds of stuff have you dealt with here before? I've gotten a little bit from your posts, but I'm really curious to hear from you directly. She's going to try and pry a little bit and see if Max will give up any details on the stuff they've encountered. Yeah. Make another charm roll. Nine. Nine. They go to tell you and then hold back a little bit. Like, maybe I shouldn't be telling you everything we did just meet. That's fair. You can say something or Felicity could help out in order to, like, convince her that it's okay to talk to you guys about this sort of thing. All right. I'll help out. Okay. I got an 11. Nice. Then yeah, that will get uh, Raven to a 10. What do you say to help this young, nervous kid feel more comfortable around you two? I show them Ghosty and Tom. Classic move. Okay. And I'll say, hey, listen, we're not strangers to the supernatural. This is an everyday thing for us. And we just want to find your friend. So... If you can tell us more, that'd be great. And that's when Ghosty and Tom come out. Max looks at you, Felicity, for a moment, squinting, like, what am I supposed to... And they raise their eyebrows like they've realized something. And then they glance down at the table again and see Ghosty and Tom kind of waving and just sitting patiently in front of them on the table. And she says, oh my gosh, you guys have... This is... Oh, this is the coolest. Can I can I take a picture? They probably won't show up. <laughs> no? Okay, that's fine. That's cool. No, never mind. It was a stupid idea. Um, wow, that's incredible though. Yeah, we I mean, it's it's me and a couple friends. We um and she looks almost like the wind got knocked out of her for a second. And then she goes, Yeah, just just me and a couple others. Um it's been tough. There's a lot of scary stuff going on in this town. Was the person who went missing one of the others? No, no, Cassie didn't know about it. Okay. It was just, um, just, just my two friends and, and one of their brothers. We found this chest and it did this really funky magic, I guess. Is that, is that how do you say it? It's magic, right? That's... Yeah, it's magic. <laughs> cool. Yeah, um, ever since we've been having, like, the wildest stuff go on around town... And like over in Rockford and just like haunted scarecrows, a snow ghost. Jeez. Wow. Sounds like you guys have been through a lot. 
it's been tough because like we don't know what we're doing. But like I said, the grimoire is really helpful. There's like some really knowledgeable people on there. They know what they're talking about. Some of them, yeah. There's definitely a lot of stuff on there that's just creative fiction, but there's a lot of really helpful stuff on there if you know where to look. I'm glad I clocked your stuff and knew it was real. We took a chance coming here. You could have just been a kid who's really into writing. Not a lot of people know the truth behind the website, so. I've got like a list of people who I think are like pretty legit. I could share that with you if you want. That'd be great. I can add it to mine. Sure, 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 sure. And they like take out their phone and they give you like a little screen cap. And the people on the list are Joanne, Melouette, Mike C, Thrithland, Quoth the Panda, Eric P, Chaboy Mags, J Master, K, Kivirado, Lady T, Leslie P, Merkwood, Naher, Northern Dryad, Renzo XIV, Southpaw Holmes, and Wolfhawk. Whoa! <laughs> Amazing. Those are all really cool <laughs> usernames, and I bet all those people are awesome. <laughs> what cool people? Incredible people who are totally legit. I love that. <laughs> Can I ask, is Prithy on that list? No. Dang it. No, they're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Prithee just posts memes. Subtlety Rex is not on Max's list of That's reliable fair. sources. <laughs> I did not think they would be. I just wanted to ask. So Raven could point them out and be like, don't believe anything they say. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. I kind of want to see if we can meet with the rest of Max's group. Part of me wants to offer to talk privately, but I know that also is kind of scary for a teenager with some strangers so maybe if we kind of meet in the middle of like you bring your friends and I will bring my friends and maybe we can meet in like a semi-public place but you we can talk you can kind of give us more details yeah I like that maybe after Max is done working we could meet at like a diner or something I don't know I'm trying to think of somewhere where we could talk without people like overhearing really or like a park or something if we go before it gets dark they say well, I um, I was supposed to meet my friends here. I'll talk to them. They don't actually know that I post stuff on the blog. Oh, that's gonna be a thing. <laughs> they like put their head in their hands, and, like lean on the table. Oh, it's all right. I think it's probably better if they know, especially if you're getting help from the people on there. Oh yeah, no, I agree. It's just they all have different feelings about it, so. That's fair. I'll tell them. I'll tell them and I'll, I'll, should I give you my number? Like, how are we gonna? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I was about to offer. Okay, yeah. We'll we'll meet back here later when there's less people around and I'll bring the rest of my friends so you can meet them and then we'll be able to talk a little bit more about some of the stuff you guys have done. Cool, yeah. I'll I'll let you know how my friends react. And if, if it's just me who meets up later, I, that's okay, I guess. Okay. Raven will put her number into Max's phone. <laughs> they, you know, you trade contacts. Yeah. They do like a thing where like they start the contact for you and it just says Raven with like sparkly emojis and like a crow like emoji next to it. Oh my God. And no last name or anything like that. And just like hand it over for you to put your, your number in. Beautiful. So they will get up and say, okay, um, I'll, I'll try and, I'll, I'll try and convince them. And then we can like, uh, I don't know, do some like, Snooping? Or stay on guard? A stakeout? Is that a thing? Did you do stakeouts, Raven? We have. It depends on the situation. We'll figure it out. 
You got this. Is it normal to play music during stakeouts or no? Um, sure. It can be. Yes. You see they do like a little fist pump? I fucking knew it. I told them. <laughs> Sorry, my friends thought it was dumb. Oh. Anyway, I'm gonna go. All right. It was nice meeting you, Max. Yeah, you too. You guys are really cool. Uh, and she turns around and like runs off down the, the fair. Oh, I love them. Oh, what a sweetheart. Oh my goodness. Oh, what a good kid. <laughs> yeah, I love her. I can't wait to meet her friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you can see why I didn't want the whole crew here to meet her for the first time. She's she's a little skittish. She's a little jumpy. Yep, makes sense. But she's also a teenager who's seen some shit and also her friend's missing. So I don't blame her. Same. <laughs> good call on Ghosty and Tom. That really seemed to help her open up. Yeah, I uh, Ghosty and Tom are very comforting. Anytime I show people them, it's just, it's always good. Raven, you can see Ghosty is like hanging on to one of Felicity's curls. Because they're a spirit, there's no like need to explain the physics of this. They're just like bungee cording <laughs> on the curls. <laughs> oh my God, they're so cute. Tom is like licking some condensation <laughs> off like an abandoned Sprite can. <laughs> oh, of course he is. Just to get a little Those drink. Those empty, boy. <laughs> yeah. That's Tom. I like the idea that he's he's like licking it and then he notices us watching and he turns and he's just still licking it. <laughs> What's even better is if he turns, but his tongue is still out. Yo, that's what thing he's still doing. It just look like what? <laughs> oh, they're so cute. Whitaker, we haven't checked in with you and Aiden for a bit. What is the next stage of your investigation? Where are you headed? I was actually thinking since we just saw them to talk to the security guards, but if the Hugo text comes through... Hmm, true. When in the timeline do you want to do that? Because I'm happy to do either scene. I think we could do security guard talk first, and then text happens after that. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> you just chase off after the centaurs? I saunter. Don't look desperate. Right. Okay. They are hanging out by one of the uh, fairground gates, looking over the crowd as people come in. Occasionally, a supernatural person will like walk in and they'll give a little hat tip, right? Like there's like a there's like a pixie that flies in and like hands over a little ticket. <laughs> they take that or there's like a hedgehog person green overalls on or something and they just like hand over some money to come in so the centaurs are like taking tickets from the supernatural folks who are coming to the fair Aiden has to like tap Whitaker's shoulder for a moment because he's like just kind of watching like holy shit right because <laughs> this is not a sight that he's particularly used to and again it's it's not often that like you see a supernatural person come in but if you're watching them for like a good 30 minutes those two examples and and that's about it it's not like a okay, constant okay. stream of supernatural folks sure yeah Whitaker waves one over one of the security guards okay yeah they will notice and trot over yeah he meets them halfway yeah can i help you you can help me actually i hate to be a bother i hate to pull you away from your job but um, I'm currently investigating uh, the disappearance of a girl who went lost around here. Yeah, yeah, the mayor girl. Yeah, and, you know, considering you all have been patrolling the place, I was wondering if you saw anything. We've been keeping our eyes peeled. I mean, we saw the posters and whatnot, but we have not uh, seen head nor tail of her. Were any of you here Thursday night? 
some of us were, yeah, I mean, we're sitting up, you know, helping hook up equipment, lay down cords for the rides, that sort of thing, get the generators going. Did any of you see the group of people cleaning the grandstands? I didn't, but I am aware that's the last time anybody saw the poor girl. All right. That's sort of a local, like, volunteer work. We were handling most of the setup of the grounds. Have you seen anything that you wouldn't tell police enforcement due to it being, and he, like, taps the glasses, not something they'd understand? Okay. Hmm. They definitely take note of the glasses you're wearing. And they look at Aiden, look at you. I need you to roll manipulate someone. I figured you might. It's a move. <laughs> yeah. You are trying to get information. It's an eight. An eight. I can say something to let them know I mean it. You know what, though? Yeah. I'm going to have Aiden roll help out. Okay. It's one of her advanced moves. Oh, cool. <laughs> if she can get a 12, you might be able to get a 12. Come on, Aiden. Come on, Aiden. That didn't look like a 12 face. <laughs> There's an eight on the die. E, uh, plus mm. three is only 11. Still mixed. Yeah, it doesn't quite get you there. I can add something to the conversation if you need me to. And and you will have to. Yeah. Aiden looks to the centaur, looks to you and says, could we have a moment? And she just kind of like takes you for like a side whisper. And she says... I know we aren't anymore, but would your badge help? That was what I was thinking, actually. Let's try that. Yeah. So you turn back? Listen, we've heard about several disappearances of high schoolers who tend to go missing around the time the carnival shows up, and some higher-ups are starting to take notice, and he pulls out the badge and flashes it kind of briefly. Okay. So... You know, it's best you help out so we can wrap this up as quickly as possible. They balk suddenly when you pull the, f the full badge out. Oh, geez. All right, listen, I know there's maybe been some talk going around. I mean, I'm aware of the disappearances and every year we kind of have to sidestep it. We meaning, and they gesture back at their security partner and then kind of like out at the rest of the fair this is a sort of life that's easy for us to blend into, so any sort of thing that comes up that might threaten the stability of that way we've managed to integrate, we pay very close attention to and we take very seriously, uh, sir. <laughs> Their whole demeanor has changed. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they say, so whatever folks are saying about Dr. Loveland, it's not true. The guy's pretty on the up and up. His show is, is a fraud, but like he's not hurting anybody with that, and he would never hurt a mundane. But I don't know, something about this year's different. People are getting a lot more edgy. There's been some real vicious stuff I've overheard. So if you can clear his name and like figure out what's actually going on, we'd be super grateful. Kind of sick of this thing following us every year we come by around this place. Right, Dr. Loveland. Yeah, that name's popped up a couple times. What sorts of things are people saying that you've heard? Well, rumor going around I heard was, ooh, that creepy guy who runs the, like, House of Horrors. What's he got in there? Maybe one of his beasts got out and, like, took the girl or something. 
you know, it's all pretty baseless stuff because everybody who's ever been to the show knows everything in there is fake except for Flonky. So, like, it's clearly something that some of the mundane people started, but I don't know why they would start that rumor because it's never been, like, you know, nobody's ever pinned the disappearances on him in particular. It's just sort of, like, generally they say, oh, maybe the people ran off with the carnies, but, like, you know, there's no mundane carnies uh, at this show, too. It's not just, you know, we're not all... They kind of, like, wring their hands a little bit nervously. <laughs> Thank you. This is all very useful. Dr. Loveland, there's not as much grounds for suspicion as people seem to think there is. Fair enough. I mean, I've got an alibi for him for the night that she disappeared. If I would love to hear it, yeah. I mean, we play cards. We have a tent out by the trailers and stuff. We just, like, have social nights when the campgrounds shut down for a little while. Sure. You, all of the um, employees here, or? Well, like, all of us. And they kind of gesture down at their horse legs. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> we we all travel together. We all know each other doing this for years. So, like, yeah. Yeah. Turning to more uh, mundane threats, then. We've been hearing the name Julie Winchester crop up a couple times now. And we've seen her walking around. What's your take on her? Uh, fair queen. She won, like pageant last year so now she's the queen this year and she'll hand off the crown at the end of the weekend to some other rising senior all right she does a lot of photo ops you might want to avoid her honestly people don't tend to want to be in the news very much right whitaker doesn't answer that do you have a list of all the uh, employees who work here and could you let me know who would be worth talking to on this matter anyone else who was around that Thursday night who um, might have seen something. Seen something? I mean, I don't know. Wyatt and I, we went and picked up a six pack and just like shared that with Loveland. We played some cards. James came by and we got like takeout from one of the local places. I didn't see Elliot Pickles or Bean that night, but like I saw him the next night. I'm sure I have more to ask, but at this point, Mm -hmm. Whitaker's gonna get that text. Okay, yeah, sure. I think that's fine. I think uh, as you're, like, getting this list, Aiden will just sort of tug on your jacket or, you know, your rolled-up sleeves of your shirt, and she just shows you the text from Hugo and tilts her head like, we should probably go check this out. All right, I might come back later. We'll be in touch. Thank you for your cooperation in this matter. Sure. I mean, uh, if you need to see us later on tonight, we're in the red tent with the gold detailing on it. Understood. Whitaker leaves. All right, you and Aiden leave. Hugo and Damien, you guys are going to the grandstands. Hey, uh, Hugo, I see that look in your eye after your your vision, and I'm really excited about this vengeance vibe. Don't get me wrong. I'm here to help for sure. What are your thoughts on me taking care of the actual justice dispensing because I'm going to enjoy it more than you, which is hard to believe. But also the added bonus of after I do a bad thing, I can just wipe my face and disappear and not have to deal with the consequences. Whereas if you do anything, you'd have to deal with consequences. So uh, let me know what you want me to do and I'll oh, I'll take care of it. I'm excited. Damien, the fact that you would enjoy it is what worries me even more. 
That's exactly why you shouldn't dispense the justice on it. No, you can't make me help a stranger and then not let me... I'm not making you help a stranger. So here's the weird thing, Damien. You're making choices to help people. You're doing what good people would do. Let that sink in for a little while. Hugo, roll manipulate someone. Oh, mm, mm, mm. that's a five. I get experience. Yeah. On a five, Damien, it's up to you how badly Hugo has offended you. (laughs) Hugo, I want to be very clear that I help the people around me because it benefits me in the end. Okay? Because if everyone is off happy and healthy, that helps me out, okay? I'm still a jerk. I still enjoy the pain and suffering of others. It amuses me. And I've been holding back. I've been really, really good not hurting people. So this just looks like the perfect opportunity for me to be a little bit malevolent. And, you know, you have nice, clean hands afterwards. Are you really going to put that on my conscience right now? Really? Look, I still am going to follow the rules and expectations of the group to the best of my ability Mm -hmm. because I need you all to be the nice, happy, healthy, resummoned Damien-able group. Mm -hmm. And also you do a good job of helping me out and being pleasant to be around. So keep going with that. I'm on the team, but... I do need you to give me permission to do things. But I don't know when you're going to do the... Uh, okay. Okay. <sighs> ask Whitaker. Actually, no. Ask it. No. Ask Whitaker. Sweet. That's fine. Ask me what, Whitaker says, walking up behind them. Sure, you arrive. Whitaker, I was looking to enforce justice as it were, a little tit for tat, eye for an eye, and... He wants to punch a kid. What? What is... No, I want to throw a kid in a dumpster. That's what I want to do, right? What is all this about? You're not going to punch a kid, Damien. I won't let you. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Yeah, I didn't think it was punching. I think I'm throwing a kid in a dumpster, throwing trash on a kid. Well, don't do that either. What? What? You go. Throwing trash on a kid, I can get... Sorry. Can I get some context, please? Hugo, what is up with your eyes? It's just... Hugo, are you high? <laughs> yes, Whitaker, I am high on the fun of a carnival. Uh, what, what's happened here? Uh, let's get some context, please. I did some things and found out some stuff. I fucked around and I found out... <laughs> <sighs> so, that pageant queen, Julia... Very much in the sense of what you would expect from a high school environment. She had her her entourage corn Cassie and tossed her into a trash bin after saying stuff about um not taking people's boyfriends and stuff. Uh, high school. Yeah. And Hugo was having some qualms about me throwing those two gentle lads in the trash. So we were hoping that you would uh, be more encouraging. I mean, no, you, you can't. We we need them to, like, we need to talk to them. But that is fucked up. It's very mean, but our goal is to find Cassie, not punish these teenagers. And we don't even know if they're responsible for the disappearance. Throwing someone in a dumpster is bad, and but that, but that doesn't make someone disappear for a week. 
So yeah, they'll be fine. I'll dump them in the dumpster. It'll take five minutes. That'll help show we mean business and they'll answer our questions. I think we're all on the same page here. No, um, I don't. I don't want that to be our first course of action. Seems a little childish, I'm going to be honest. Damien, can't you just order them to... No, never mind. You shouldn't oh, no. do that. Ooh. I can't believe I went there. Oh, no, no. I was I was actually thinking that earlier, and I'm glad you caught yourself, because I totally forgot about that, too. Aiden just, like, throws her hands up and, like, ooh. does a little walk. <laughs> a little walk around, like, ooh, okay. Never mind, never mind, never mind. That was dumb. That was stupid. <laughs> Damien just does the, the side whisper... Yo, it's getting bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. But beyond that, I have no idea where she went since. I don't know if she's still in the dumpster. I don't know where the dumpster is. I don't know, like, if it's one of these dumpsters. You can find the dumpster, Hugo. Like, I will say that you are all congregating around where the dumpsters are. Just to get you guys there. It's not a secret where they are. <laughs> the dumpsters would have gotten dumped in a week. Like, the trash in there is not the same trash from Thursday. That is the correct assumption to have made, Whitaker. Yeah. Raven, Felicity, if you guys want to show up, you can join the scene whenever. Feels like a good time to roll up. We're looking at trash. Are are you going to ask me to investigate the trash? I mean, if you could. That's kind of your home, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. 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 Whitaker and Aiden say that at the same time yes, and then do. look at each other and do a fist bump. Got him. Don't don't be proud of that. Do wow. not be proud of that, Whitaker. They do a cool secret handshake that no one knew they did. It's not an insult, it's the truth. Jeez, not allowed to upgrade. Uh, the bullying Damien Club. It's me and Aiden. It's so good. <laughs> Okay, no, that's that's fair. Yeah, you're you're right. I'll I'll be right back. I'll take care of it. See if one of them has like claw marks on the inside. <laughs> Roll to inspect garbage. Investigate a mystery. Roll to get in the dumpster where you belong <laughs> and stay there. <laughs> hey, it's me, Damien Edgecrest. Just checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Sometimes I just sing that to myself randomly. <laughs> it's just so catchy. <laughs> anyway, Damien, what'd you get on Investigating Mystery? Ten. Ooh, mm. two questions. Two questions. My first question for 500 points, what is being concealed here? Mm. Damien is very careful about concealing his transformation sequence so that no people around see this time. I will clarify with words. That's a good point. You can have your friends like post up around the corner because, again, these dumpsters are sort of like tucked under the back of the grandstands. You could get into the dumpster through the little like sliding door that's on the side of them sometimes and just like stick an arm in and then like lift your leg inside very flexibly and then just kind of whoop like fall into the dumpster the rest of the way and you gloop around on the inside. Damien, you sense a familiar energy here, but it's not quite the same. It's familiar adjacent. Roll plus weird. Nine. I show the trash I'm serious. (laughs) You are gliding around, and at a certain point, you get to a portion of this dumpster 
And like, I know there are multiple dumpsters. For the purposes of this, Hugo finds the one that Cassie was thrown into. Oh, that's nice. He tells me the right one to search so I don't have to search through three or four. That's great. Exactly. You you feel along the back wall of the metal dumpster and it is dirty. But then you notice that like this back area has rust to it and like tarnished metal. There's just a lot of strange corrosion happening on the back of this dumpster. The metal is brittle and flaking but it has this like strange acridness to it. Selfie. You gotta show people what's going on in here. This is just very funny to me because like you guys are all standing watch. You hear like gooping and sloshing of trash and then all of a sudden they're like, <laughs> like a selfie go off. And then also several seconds later, all of our phones ding and buzz at the same time. <laughs> yep. So yeah, you all see this like weird circle that doesn't look like it would be caused by like normal dripping of water just like a corroded circle on the back wall of this dumpster well that's disgusting and like i said damien there's there's something familiar about whatever's going on here you have a second question to ask if it's a familiar quote unquote then I think I will lean towards the what sort of creature is it? What category or residue is this? You think back and you're like racking your mind trying to figure out, how do I know this? What am I sensing here that's familiar? And you sniff at this area of corrosion and intermingled with the smell of just the garbage and the rust and the normal like grossness of this dumpster is the familiar smell of wood smoke. There's something demonic going on here, Damien. That's all I can give you for now. Damien will, out of sight of any potential snoopy snoopy humans, transform back and then head back towards the group to explain that he noticed a demonic scent in the garbage. Damien reeks. Damien is disgusting. You can phase into the ground and back out and sort of like clean yourself on the grass if you want. If he wanted. Ew. Sorry, he's an asshole. I have to. I, no, it's if great. you suggested it to him, he could do it immediately. But uh, he's a stinky lad. Yeah. <laughs> I like oh. the idea that Davian tries to just carry on super disgusting. And we're like, oh, no. Can you do something about that? We literally can't stand near you. If you turn into a, a cow, I'll bring you over to the barn and like wash you off or something. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> they have hoses over there. <laughs> okay, we, we don't have to get the hose. I'll just go around the corner and do a phase through the ground. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it does seem to be trash related. Why does it always come back to demons? And trash. And trash. And trash demons. Do I have to be the one to say it? I don't want to be the one to say it. Say it. Who do we know that has to deal with trash and demons? Leviathan and Wrath. And Hugo just sits down next to the trash bin. What does Leviathan or any of her spawn want with a teenage girl? I guess what do any of them want with a teenage girl? Especially if it's just once a year. That's what I keep getting stuck on. Why does this keep happening? And why is it different this year? As for why they would prey on humans, that's just 
what they do. They want the small bit of spark that's in people to feed off of. So that part makes sense. I don't understand how the once a year thing works. I'm just hoping I'm wrong. I'm really hoping I'm wrong. About what? About it having anything to do with Leviathan. I mean, there's at least four others that I would really like it not to be. Yeah, if only they had names. <laughs> I mean, you know all their names. You're you're aware of all the all the seven demon lords. Yeah, Damien, what are their names? Yeah, Damien. Yeah, Damien, what are Did their names? Did you save the lore doc I sent you a long, long time ago? <laughs> it's like when you forgot there's homework and your teacher tells you to hand in the homework and you're like, ah. You don't have to look it up. Aiden just says, I mean, it could be any of them. Asmodeus saw you when you got banished. Lucifer, Mammon, Asmodeus, Belphegor, Azazel, Beelzebub. There's a whole list, really. And that's just the honchos. It could be any of their minions. Preying on humans is pretty standard fare. So this does confirm that it probably wasn't the circus proper. The security got real, real nervous about me asking. Yeah. If any of them might have had something to do with it, and I am inclined to believe them because, well, most of them at least. I haven't met everyone in there. I want to believe them because, you know, generally a group like this does not want that kind of attention on them. If one of them is working with one of one of the lords in a place apart, that's something we got to look into. Well, they did tell us where we could find them later tonight. If they're all there, we could question them all together. How'd your talk with Max go, Raven? It went well. Uh, we're going to try and meet up later. Uh, Max is going to talk to her group of friends that also know. It seems like they've really gone through some shit together. So she's going to try and talk to them about talking to us. And we'll meet back here a little later this evening. If you guys want to meet her, I wanted to slowly introduce her to the group. But if she brings her friends, it might be a little easier. When you say they've been through shit together. They uh, found a magical chest. I didn't get a lot of details, but they know about magic and some supernatural stuff. Max didn't share a whole lot because, you know, we're out in the public, but she's also got a lot of this stuff written up on the blog. So maybe we can browse through that before we meet back up with them. Jesus. Yeah. How old is she? 16, 17. I didn't ask. Oh my gosh. Well, damn. Love to meet her. Yeah, she seems like a good kid. She's she's smart. She's skittish, but like who wouldn't be? And she seems to be trusting us so far. She's just real worried about her friend. She knew Cassie. I didn't really get much information out of her on like the teenage drama side. It's all kind of the same stuff we've known, but... Well, we got kind of the whole story from Kyle, so... That's good. We don't have to run through it because we all know, but we should compare our stories and realize that they are the same story. Yeah, you all have gotten the story now at this point that yeah. Cassie and Kyle wound up dating. It caused Kyle and Julie to break up. Julie was bitter about it and then like pulled this sort of like petty revenge by tossing her in the garbage the night that she disappeared. It is good to know, though, that their stories line up and that there's nothing weird about either of them between uh, Max and Kyle. There doesn't seem to be anything you know, wildly different. One of them's lying. It seems to be the truth. So maybe we can try and talk to Julie before we meet up with Max again. I'm sure she didn't tell the authorities about her little prank on Cassie. Then again, unless she's also working for the demons that, I mean, it's awful, but 
It could also just be a coincidence. Yeah. There might have been some kind of demonic entity in the dumpster and then Cassie got tossed in. It was just a coincidence. Maybe that demon waits until the end of the fair. But if a person gets tossed right onto them, they took a person early. If they are just like another trash demon, maybe it was just minding its own business in the trash. Well, that begs the question, where's Cassie now? Is she in the place apart? God, I hope not. If the last thing we saw in the last place she was was a corroded circle, I mean, that's kind of... This might not be a missing persons case anymore. Could we summon her back? It's risky. Especially risky for us. That is inviting a lot of trouble. What's the alternative, though? We can't go after her, especially if we don't know for sure that she's there. We can't risk any of us going to the place apart, even if we know for sure that she's there. I don't think any of us could even remotely safely try to go. And we still don't know that that's where she is confirmed. Yeah. We don't know for sure. It's on the table now. And if she's been in there for, you know, over a week, you know what? I don't want to think about it. I'd rather continue this investigation and leave that to the side. We might as well just keep looking and getting information. There's no point in guessing or thinking about worse outcomes. The question is, uh, when we meet up with Max, do we tell her what we just found out or do we hold on to that for a little bit? I want to be honest with her, but I also don't want her to worry needlessly if we're just as lost with this information i i don't want her to be devastated about it i wouldn't tell her about the demons okay that's my instinct too i just wanted to check with everyone so it doesn't come up i wouldn't honestly tell her about julie either i mean we don't want them getting into a fight and like causing more problems max sounds like they gave you some information but like if there's a demon involved i don't really want to put them in danger by roping them into this you know yeah Me either. They've held their own with some stuff, but fighting, you know, singular ghosts and scarecrows that come alive is nothing compared to demons. I want to keep these kids safe. I agree. Does Max need a weapon? No, because we're not going to have them fight demons, Damien. We don't want them involved. Well, yeah, but I mean, just in case. Okay, we don't have to be armed. That's fine. I do want to know more about these kids, though. If there's something going on in this town in general, I'd hate for us to leave and not leave them in a better position to keep fighting whatever they're fighting. So maybe we don't have to give them everything, but if we can give them some pointers and some help, they seem to be dabbling in magic. I'd like to try and leave them a little bit better off than when we first met them. We can tell them like, hey, fire hurts demons. Yeah, uh, hot temperatures, cold temperatures, iron, salt. Uh, They should kill as many demons as they come across. Mm. It sounds like... I'm I'm just making assumptions here, but if they found a bunch of stuff in an antique chest, I'd hate for them to be working on like outdated information. If they've got some kind of book of spells or something, I want to make sure they're not using anything that's going to end up hurting them. So maybe we can dig into that a little bit. Who knows? Maybe they can teach us something. I have no idea what kind of stuff they're working with or where it came from. Where would you guys like to leave this? Are you going to wait for some more time to pass? Is there anyone you want to like talk to or investigate during this like day at the fair are you gonna wait till nightfall or sunset to like start meeting up with the people you've arranged to do people want to talk to julie that's the last thing i was thinking (laughs) see i think we should i do not want to be the one to do it nope Mm, well whitaker the authority figure can be the one to do it if you need him to 
Thanks, Dad. Yeah. None of us want to. <laughs> you want to just take charge of that? Yeah. Don't forget to bring your enforcement. Aiden, I'll go with you, Whitaker. Yeah, if you need anyone tossed in a dumpster. No, Damien, you stay away. Stay here. You're not invited. <laughs> Raven, watch him. Don't forget your good vibes, buddy. Hugo, get some eye drops. Yeah, are you? Man, we got to talk at some point. because. Oh, you... I forgot. I rolled to heal you, uh, Hugo. I, oh. never, I never brought it up. I was about to offer. I'm so glad you did. Yeah, no, Aiden rolled to, to heal you, Hugo. And Whitaker, as you guys like walk away, you see she's like rubbing at her eyes now. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Aiden. God. Stop it. Her magic's not good. Her magic's not great right now. Oh, she got a mix. Damn it. <laughs> Hugo's magic worries me. Aiden's magic worries me. Well, I kind of get what's going on with Aiden's That's magic. True. I don't At know what's going on sense, with Hugo's. Whitaker, as you're walking away and you notice that, and you do you say to Aiden that like Hugo's magic is worrying you? Yeah, yeah, he says that aloud. Yeah, we don't really understand it very well, do we? I don't know if he understands it. Or at the very least, he keeps pulling shit out of the hat, and I don't know if I don't know if he knows where it's coming from or or, or what. Honestly, the the black ops shit he was doing with Heather Springer freaks me out a little. Isn't I? <laughs> I just rolled double sixes for Aiden on a sharp roll, uh, which is good because she does not have a lot of sharp. However. When you said, Whitaker, I don't know how he's pulling this stuff out of the blue, right? Like the information that he knows. Yeah. She suddenly stops and is like, oh, gods. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she says, not now. When we deal with this, you and I are going to talk to him. I think he's contracted with something. All right. Yeah, we'll talk to him. I don't think it's dangerous, per se, but it's not great. Okay. Do you remember Dr. Kalbe in Portland? Yes. That spirit trades in stories. Hugo might be dealing with him. Dr. Kabe on King O's list of contacts, Dr. Kabe? What? <sighs> Maybe we should talk later. Yeah, I think so. Table this discussion for now. I can't be thinking about this and also what we're doing. We gotta find this missing girl, but yeah, I. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know how I didn't see it before. Hugo! <laughs> she just like kicks the dirt, just like frustrated with him. <laughs> compartmentalizing, we're compartmentalizing. Putting that yep. aside. Yep, we're good at that. All right. <sighs> okay, let's go. All right. We go find the pageant queen, Julie Winchester. She is posing. Uh, once again, she's there with the other contestants for this year's pageant queen crowning contest, whatever. They're just like taking pictures for the local paper. The crowd is kind of dispersing. It seems like they're wrapping up. You can see those two younger teenage guys who are hanging out with her, sort of just like waiting for her off to the side somewhere. Sure. Is there like a manager or someone who seems to be directing her? There's an older, I, sh I shouldn't say older. She's like middle-aged, early 40s in like a pantsuit who seems to be like directing the other girls in the pageant and she exchanges some like pleasantries with Julie like I think we're done with you for the day you can just come back tomorrow for the, the crowning ceremony and Julie thanks her politely and nods and then like turns to go collect her like goon squad and go do another like stroll through the fairgrounds all right 
Yeah, Whitaker walks over. Julie Winchester. She turns, looks you up and down, glances at Aiden. You're still dressed in like the like button up shirt with the sleeves rolled up kind of deal or? I think so. He did not change into like official clothes or anything like that. Oh, he should have. She says, I've already done a lot of interviews today for the paper, so I'm I'm actually pretty hungry. We're headed to get food. Maybe tomorrow you can catch me. Sorry. Thank you. Actually, this is kind of important. This isn't about photo ops. She's still walking away. Give me a couple more, like... Julie Winchester, I'm here to ask you about Cassie Mayer and the last time you saw her. Now she stops, turns around. Actually, Whitaker, roll a... Roll investigate a mystery here. Investigate a mystery. Now that I can do. Yeah, roll plus your sharp. I'm trying to remember if investigate a mystery is the one where I can roll um, cool. Well, either way, don't roll with your sharp. Oh, oh, good to know. Okay. It's a 14. It's double sixes, baby. Damn, Whitaker! Mm, firing all, on all cylinders today. Not like last week. <laughs> yeah, you catch it as she turns her face towards you. She has the most wicked looking, like, sour expression on her face. Not unnaturally so, okay. but just like, <laughs> she is so unhappy to hear that name <laughs> yelled at her by some old guy. Ugh. But by the time she fully turns to look at you, the mask of pleasantry is back on. And she says, Cassie and I were in the same grade together, but uh, we haven't spoken much since graduation. I don't think that's entirely true, Miss Winchester. She makes like a sort of incredulous sort of grimace and just goes, says who? Miss Winchester, you're not yet in trouble. I'm going to need you to answer some questions for me. The two teens step up in front of her to like put some bodies between her and you and they don't say anything they just give you like (laughs) sort of like surly teenage like grumpy looks and like fold their arms Whitaker also folds his arms which might I remind you are very muscly (laughs) yeah no Whitaker is like a a thick guy roll manipulate on these two yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh this might be nothing oh I don't know oh it's a fail it's a six fuck Uh, I've got a minus one to charm. The fact that I haven't failed sooner on these charm rolls blows my mind. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I can mark experience. He's an old British guy. He's not intimidating here. He's in a polo shirt. Like, unless Aiden wants to help out, but... Well, you have a five, right? So... I I got a six. Oh, a six. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I'll, I'll have her try and help out. Come on, Aiden. That is... A 13. Holy shit. Holy shit. (laughs) She rolled a 10 on the dice. She has plus three cool now. She sees you folding your arms, and this is sort of becoming like a tense standoff where nothing is being said. And Aiden sidesteps them and then turns over her shoulder and looks at the two boys and says, She whispers something very intimidating in French, and they fall over dead. (laughs) (laughs) She puts her hand on their shoulder and they disappear. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere very far away, they splash into the middle of Lake Willatuck. (laughs) And die. And die. She says, I don't think I've ever met a pageant judge who liked a bully. And Julie frowns at her, scowls at you and Aiden, and then says, It's all right, guys. 
I'll take a walk with these two. Go get me a snack or something. And the two of them give her like a questioning look, like, really? And she just sort of shoes them away with a hand gesture. They shrug and lope off down one of the thoroughfares. Thank you, Miss Levine. That was an excellent read. Absolutely, Mr. Feldman. And the three of you go and sit down under like an umbrella-covered round picnic table. Julie just sits down, doesn't like bring her feet under the table. She's like side saddle sitting almost on the bench, but just folds her hands and does a little twist at the waist. Perfect poise in case anyone's taking a photo of her candidly. Disgusting. Incredible. Y'all are reacting to this high school bully the same way you reacted to Lana Rouge. <laughs> That's <pretty> hilarious. Because <laughs> they have very different levels of mead, and it's just funny to me. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> anyway, she turns to you both, and she says, So what do you need to know about Cassie? When was the last time you saw her? Uh, Thursday night. We were helping to clean the grandstands together. She's in my 4-H troop. We've been 4-H together. K through 12. You, you're hearing like the rote pageant answers coming through. Do you remember the last thing you said to her? Well, we didn't really talk much. We had a bit of drama go down between us, but I'm willing to let that go. My eyes are on the future. Tell me about your relationship with Kyle, if you don't mind switching to the past real quick. That feels like a very personal question, and I don't see how it relates to Cassie going missing. Unless you're investigating him. And there's like a dagger to that statement. You can tell she is just as upset with Kyle as she is with Cassie. We're investigating everyone who knew Cassie. Especially those who saw her last before she disappeared. Yeah, it's so tragic. You never know when someone will surprise you and do something out of character, like run off or hang out with the wrong crowd. The wrong crowd? These carnies. Some people say they can be dangerous. You think she's with the kinds? Maybe. I mean, that Dr. Loveland, he's got all sorts of creatures, right? Maybe he's got some sort of predator and it got out. That's just what I've heard. Tell me about the breakup with Kyle. Again, I don't see how that's any of your business. It is. I'm investigating the disappearance of Cassie, and... And my dating status has something to do with that? Yes. Bullshit. You see the facade breaks there. <laughs> She's just, like, giving you, like, the stink eye, like, the fuck? How is this related? Are you aware that Kyle and Cassie were in a relationship? Yes. She upstaged me at prom. Ooh! Whitaker does not say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's his internal monologue. <laughs> Whitaker underneath. Ooh, that bitch. Ooh, spicy. Spicy Christ. <laughs> Miss Winchester, are you telling me that Kyle's breakup with you and his subsequent dating of Cassie Mayer had no effect on your mental well-being? I was sad and angry, if that's what you mean. But wouldn't anybody? It didn't make you want to lash out at all? Yeah, of course it did. I didn't kidnap her. I didn't make her disappear. He eyes her on that one. Roll manipulate. It's a seven. Okay, so say something here to try and get more out of her. Someone saw you and Miss Mayer walking towards the dumpsters and only you and your two little followers walking back. 
So I believe you when you say you saw Cassie on Thursday, but I'd like to know a little more about that. I'm going to use Aiden's soothe ability here. But I love making her angry. I agree. I yeah, no, go ahead. But in this situation Tactically, yes. No, that's not You can't yeah, you cannot tell me that Aiden and Whitaker do not make the best good cop, bad cop duo. Oh, they do. Levine and Feldman. So Aiden will look at you, Whitaker, after you reveal that you have this intel on Cassie not returning after the four of them were seen headed towards the dumpsters. And Aiden will say, Mr. Feldman, could I talk to her alone for a minute? And she gives you kind of a look like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get what she's doing. Yeah. I put the pressure on. She, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll go get us some waters. Thank you. Aiden will fold her hands on the table, look across at Julie, and she says, Miss Winchester, we are not here to investigate a case of high school drama. My partner and I have been hired to find a missing girl. Now, whether or not you have something to do with the disappearance, I doubt very much. You don't seem like that sort. But if you know something that could help lead us to where Cassie might have gone, I can promise you'll be kept anonymous in any report that sees the papers. It's good, good. Keep her image intact. Mm -hmm. What if she entices uh, Miss Winchester with, you know, if you help us out, not only will we make you anonymous, we could cast you as the hero who solves the case. Ooh. Okay. Whitaker, roll help out because Aiden rolled a six just now (gasps) on her manipulate roll. (laughs) Lonnie is very cool. It's a 14. I don't think I have it as advanced. No, I do have it as advanced. (gasps) Oh, fuck, yes! (laughs) Feldman and Levine. Feldman and Levine. I want this TV drama. (laughs) Ugh. So you get a 12 plus, which automatically grants Aiden a 12 because it's marked as advanced. Mm-hmm. Advanced moves are fun, y'all. Advanced this is getting moves. to be a high level game. Cool. So yeah, you you return and I'll say you mentioned that whole point about how we could even make you the hero of the story. And you slide a drink of water over to Julie and hand one to Aiden as well. Julie sips at the water, sets it down, and she says... I may have pulled a prank on Miss Mayer, but I don't see how that in any way would have prevented her from getting home that night. Thank you for being honest with us, Miss Winchester. Am I free to go? Almost. Did you see anything else as you were leaving the dumpsters or leaving the area that night that looked out of the ordinary? And I'm not just talking about suspicious people, Anything that struck you as odd? Strange sounds, something out of place, anything at all? The two guys who've been following her around are coming back and she glances down at them approaching and then looks back at you with a like sickly sweet smile. And she says, no, I went home and decided to do the work of getting over my breakup. And she kind of like 
crosses her legs and then stands up and says, if that's all, then she'll go and join the two guys. Man. Aiden waits for her and the two of them to walk away and then just like fully puts her forehead like flat on the table. (laughs) That was good. You did good. (sighs) She's such a bitch. I know. (laughs) God. I hate teenagers. Glad I was never one. She will like chuckle a little bit at that and then stand up and be like, we should go meet up with the others, I guess. Yeah, I suppose we didn't find out anything, but. Well, we know there wasn't anything more to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't like throw her back in when she crawled out. It was just a one time thing. Yep. And I don't think she's the, um, the type to get involved in uh, uh, demon summoning. She's a bitch, but like the regular kind. Yeah, I mean, she's just a petty teenager. Like, I'm, I shouldn't have called her that. God, what is this wrong with me? <laughs> <sighs> I'm genuinely sorry, Aiden, but it was very funny. Well, hooray, I've discovered humor. Let's get a snack or something. I don't know. <sighs> Maybe ride a, do a ride while you're at it. Do you want to eat a whole fried Oreo? That would kill me. <laughs> End scene. End scene. You guys go back to meet up. And it gets to be sunset, warm colors spreading across the fairgrounds, tinting everything that like summer orange. You know, in any photos people are taking together with their friends, there's sort of that like darkness lingering on the ground while the sky still remains bright shades of pink and vermilion are you headed to dr leland's tent to talk to those folks or are you gonna like call max and see where to meet her and her friends or both we could do both we could meet up with max and her friends kind of outside the tent and maybe do both things at the same time oh like invite them to meet you there yeah Um, maybe maybe we could have max meet the whole group for a little bit And then people can split off and talk to the carnival people if they want. I think Max takes priority because I feel like we might lose the chance to talk with them and their friends. Whereas like the carnival's not going anywhere anytime soon. We can talk to those guys whenever. That's true. All right. So then you guys set off to do that as a group. And we follow Julie and her two hangers on. I guess I can reveal their names are Zane and Matt. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> sorry, Matt. <laughs> Obligatory sorry, Matt's in the chat. These characters were named a long time ago. <laughs> I'm not bothering to change them. It's spelled differently. Yeah, just one T. <laughs> <laughs> Only one T in Zane. You guess where it is. <laughs> Place the T in Zane. <laughs> uh, spoiler, it's the first letter. <laughs> Zane. <laughs> It's silent. (laughs) Anyway, they're with Julie. They've hung out with her all day. And like, just to really solidify Julie as a person who needs to do some growing up when she gets older, she just like shoes them away. All right, I'm done with you. I'm going to go entertain yourselves or something. I'll see you tomorrow at eight o'clock. They don't seem to like fully understand how like rude she's being to them. And uh, the two of them go back to like their pickup truck, lift up one of the backseats couch cushions 
and pull out like a couple beers, which they like crack on their belt buckle and then put in a paper bag and like wander around now with and around the fair. This isn't condoning teenage drinking. This is acknowledging <laughs> that it exists. It exists. It happens. Don't be like Zane and Matt. Yeah, these kids are morally gray. <laughs> they suck. And don't be like Julie. These are misbehaving teens. A PSA. <laughs> the two of them go and are just kind of hanging around the grandstands off to the side, watching some motorsport rally, something, whatever. They're joshing each other. They're making jokes, just being gross teenage boys. At one point, Zane like finishes his beer and tosses it at the dumpsters and it like shatters. Matt's like, come on, man, they're going to yell at us. And Zane is like, whatever. It was root beer. I swear. Matt's like, all right, man, well, I'm going to go throw mine out. Zane continues to watch for a little bit and we see Matt lifting the from within the dumpster, lifting the door of it. And he throws the bottle in, closes it, turns around, and then calls to Zane, hey, do you want to like get a pizza or something? And the door whips open and a massive arm reaches out and engulfs the top of him <laughs> and, and pulls him into the dumpster. No! Zane stumbles, falls on the ground, and gets up and scrambles off. And that's where we'll end our session. <gasps> See, kids, that's what happens when you drink underage. That's what happens when you drink underage. And, and, and be a little shit. Do other mean things. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. And then he just left. Like, you couldn't check on him. You're just going to run away. Goodness. I, I don't think he was going to fight the trash can monster. <laughs> it's a mimic is what it is. Who knows? We'll find out next time. Thanks for joining us, adventurers. Surprise, we're playing D&D. &D. We were playing D&D &D all <laughs> along.